the year 2020 AD. A plague has ravaged the planet, bringing the Western world to its knees. The streets are empty. The government has lost control. Money no longer has value. A black market economy ruled by pasta barons and banana bread bakers. Chaos reigns. In bunkers across the north of England, a cabal of renegades prepares to claim the slave world as their own. These are the last transmissions of the Dungeon Punks. I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct quote from the pit of hell. That's an intro, isn't it? <laughs> I might write scripts for everyone from now. <laughs> Even if we haven't got a disaster. Do you know what I mean? You should just script yeah. the whole podcast. Shall we? It might be easy. Yeah, you know should write all our lines and everything, all the jokes and quips and everything like that. Let a little twist, <laughs> little twist at the end. I think um, we'd have no content, mate, whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, <laughs> if, I tried, if I tried to script one of these podcasts, it would be maybe half hour. Do you know what I mean? It's the uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's the diatribes and uh, things that go sideways that uh, sort of propel us forward. Anyway, um, like I said, it's the intro. Dungeon Punks is here. Oi. There he is. Um, Nathan Bean, uh, who else have I got here with me via the internet? Via the internet, social distancing, Mark Boardman. Who else we got, Ailey? Got, uh, you got large haired David Eger, hair even larger hey. than normal due to a lack of, uh, lack of hairdressers available at this, uh, at this well, time. Well, that's one of the right? reasons. Um, I mean, the thing is, we're all actually impervious to uh, coronavirus, uh, you know, fine physical specimens that we all are. The real reason yeah. we've had to socially isolate is because we can't physically fit david's hair in my kitchen the world's most tory hair isn't it? yeah you, you were worried nathan because you just had new guttering putting in yeah <laughs> i came into the house i would take the guttering down with my hair that's so a little bit worried about mate do you know what i mean it's just like uh we've got new light fittings in the kitchen and stuff i can't have you pushing them around with your fucking you know what i mean it's um <laughs> gotta think about some serious logistics here but anyway yeah so this is the first uh it's a bit of an experiment because the other two dungeon punks who are absent um business goblin and the paolo and the goblin yeah they're, they're elsewhere they do they're doing a little side slice these days so we thought we would take advantage of um the same technology and have a go at doing an episode because um, we don't want to deprive the listeners of uh, of our fucking yeah. insight or quit. So here we are what? over the internet. Got Craig here doing a lot of recording for us, aren't we? Shout out, Craig. Craig. Out, Craig. <laughs> um. Okay, so I guess. Uh, sorry, Bordy, I've kind of jumped in and started doing this. Did you want to do? Oh, no, go for it. No, yeah, go for it, mate. It's all good. No worries. Um. So I'm guessing we'll start business as usual, even though in these unusual times, you know, we, we're still doing the things that we do. And that's, that's the fads, isn't it, gentlemen? So what you got for us? What you got? I would say with all this spare time, you know, um, and arguably depending on what your role is and stuff like that, you know, maybe increased funds, I'd say at the moment we're even more susceptible to fads. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
So, no, totally. could argue that's a bigger risk to um, humanity than COVID nineteen. <laughs> I'll be, br- I'll be brutally honest with you. Like, uh, unpopular opinion, maybe, but I'm fucking digging lockdown. Like, it, it's been great. I've been, I've been to work for five weeks. Got loads of shit done. <laughs> Wrote, read three books, written one of my own. It's fucking, you know what I mean? Written the whole book. You want that? I've written the whole book. I've started it, yeah. I've got, like, the first oh. draft of that. And, um, you know, and the other thing as well. So, you know. Plus, I baked loads as well, made some nice dinners. Is your book a guide on how to find a straight-edge drummer? <laughs> Basically, yeah, but it's done in the style of, like, a, a grim fairy tale in which I have to sweep <laughs> in, like, creep in through the windows of, like, some swaddling baby, abduct it, <laughs> and then raise it in the ways of a drummer for, for my use in the future. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 like, uh, it's, the, it's the baby's first night at home, and the parents come in the morning, and for some reason, the baby's got two marker connectors on his hand. <laughs> I just swap the baby out. What I do is I swap that baby out of a sellout baby, like, put, <laughs> like a little, like a little smack baby, and leave that in there. It's like the fairies, you know what I mean? When they come out, leave a changeling in the uh, in, in the crib. Yeah. That one, when this one grows up, it'll just be like Johnny Vegas, like <laughs> swinging, <laughs> swinging a nail and tooting on a bifter. Ideal. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a great man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, things aren't things aren't changed for me at all. I just nah. it was normal. Yeah, same, same here, mate. In it, as always. Who's going to kick, uh, kick us off then? Oh, mate. All right, I'll start with. Uh, let's have a look. What have we got? I've got three little. I'll start with the ones that you, you you're going to know. Uh, I did a rewatch of uh, Detectorists. Oh, oh good choice. Oh, I So I'm starting to think it's possibly one of the best TV programs made in like the last ten years. I agree. Yeah, yeah totally. I watched it the first time. I was like, that was really good. Um, although I didn't actually, I tried to watch it once, didn't quite get it, and actually went in for second watching. Oh, right, okay. Um, and then I was like, yeah, that's incredible. And then, yeah, on this on this watch I just did, yeah, I, it genuinely could be one of the um, best television programs made in a very long time by any network. Um, yes. In terms of just balancing, you know, dark humour, you know, light humour. I wanted to talk about how um, BBC's kind of, like, use of, like, Kind of like folklore and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. You notice that one, Nate. Yeah, you two are probably more predisposed yeah. to notice that kind of stuff than I am. But like, the way it influence that is 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 really good and, and and quite quite obvious, I guess. Like a you know celebration of like English countryside and pastimes and stuff like that. But like, I, I was thinking of like other programs that compare to it. Um, and obviously, I guess like the Wurzel Gummidge, but is is a really obvious one, isn't it? Yeah. Because like the the folklore in that is just it's in your, it's really in your face, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite. I was reading an interview with Mackenzie Crook the other day, and they were talking about how he his sort of like relationship with the countryside and why he's sort of made these sort of programs. And it's just oh, it's right. quite it's quite fascinating. He's actually he's down from my neck of the woods. I thought he was from the West Country, but he's actually from Kent. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, I well, thought he was West Country. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. yeah. And and uh, he was he was just saying about how he's it. You know, when he was a youngster, his uh, I think it's his father, or his grandfather would would take him out, and they'd go sort of just wandering about the fish. And it was, it was they were made to feel like it was important that you learn the names of birds and and trees and things like that. Like 
Do you know what I mean? Like it was it was a knowledge you was you you should have as a a bloke, I suppose. You know, a little bit of I don't want to say bushcraft. I don't, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, like, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like knowing quite simply that what mushrooms you shouldn't stick in your mouth and don't eat a fucking conquer or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Stuff that. I totally agree, and he's a keen detectivist himself, isn't he? Is he? I didn't know that. I, I assumed yeah. he might be, but it's um. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. Um, I like the other guy in that show, the uh, the unfortunate-looking fella. Um, I forget his name, but he, he crops up in loads of stuff, doesn't he? He's a really he kind he, of, he's um, like a, he's like a Hollywood guy um, these days, like on the yeah. fringes, but like he's kind of he's been in a couple of Marvel movies. He's you know he's got pretty yeah. high yeah, little fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's um, doing some. He don't like being called little fellas, Mark. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, so, challenged, I think. Is what <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. between between that and Wurzel Gummidge, and the other thing, I don't think either of you have kind of um, have watched this. Um, but have you uh, this country? Yeah, okay. mate, I watched it after you told me about it a little while back. And yeah, fucking love it. Fucking incredible. I watched all, all the whole season, uh, all three seasons. Smashed it. it, it it's kind of That's different awesome. on its tape because it obviously it, it in no way kind of celebrates traditional folklore. Obviously, it does like celebrate like kind of country traditions and stuff. But I, I like the way it kind of celebrates small small town characters and local folklore. It's the shit we like. That is exactly the oh. shit we like. Like that, no, I mean, it's like um, it's immediately relatable. I mean, Bordy's always lived in a a city for as far as I'm aware. But how, David, yeah. I don't know what your sort of if you've ever lived in a countryside. Yeah, I grew up in a village. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. And and I obviously I grew up on the seaside, which is full of like you know fucking oddballs like that. But even just like um like the old fella coming out. And they're going, what's his name? What's the guy with the beard that's always Len. The, oh, oh, messing, fuck. Len. messing with Len. his bins? Len. Len. <laughs> See, like Len's he's pissed his pants again. Or, you know, he's gone mad or whatever yeah, he's yeah, doing. Yeah. Um, and he's got a mad woman with all the tattoos who just shouts out of the garden. And all the Mandy. Yeah. So good. It's kind of a celebration of like, rather than that really kind of like that twee idyllic vision of the countryside it's that it's kind of like country rough in it yeah, yeah. It's, it's rural it's, like it's rural scum <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like dead man's shoes village yeah I mean, yes, that kind of like, too, right mate yeah people are skin like so i you know i think bbc really recently have been kind of churning this kind of like subtly folk influence stuff out it's been really uh which is which is really weird because well. when they got rid of bbc three i thought yeah. they'd kind of lose that it's kind of yeah. it's kind of over to normal BBC, hasn't it? They've taken the good stuff. I mean, they they, they used that BBC three as it was more like an experimental thing, wasn't it? But I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, they do really well with like giving like because the people who wrote that this country brother and sister aren't they? As the, the two main yeah, yeah. characters is actually them. And um, I found it quite interesting to to learn that um, the girl, the female actress, she had originally tried it as like a, a straight actress i think she'd done something she like cropped up in dr martin or something like that um oh, right. but i had it gone to her up the you know the consistency of work wasn't there she went back to being like a cleaner in her home village like sure. you know what i mean like working class style you know went back and just got on, did a job of her mum cleaning up or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where she she wrote that show um with matey but the whole cast are pretty much like her friends and, and brothers and stuff the uh the guy, well, the guy uh, slug. slug, he died, didn't he? Yeah, he passed away, and they they've been friends, I think, since they were like since at school, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, um, it seems like a really like close knit, close knit yeah. cast. I assume the opening series, especially, was done on like a 
I assume probably a, a very small budget. So you know, yeah, I think yeah. that does that does kind of like make things a bit closer. Oh, the, so. the mum upstairs fucking kills me. She's fucking brilliant, isn't she? <laughs> and, like, it's, that's that's, that's, that's the pinnacle of every episode for me. The um, yeah. the, the bit where she she can't find any um, the holes in a crumpet and she's got it upside down. <laughs> Just unbelievable, mate. Just it's, perfect. It's just, I mean, anyone who's ever sort of like, I don't know. To me, that's just that it doesn't seem that far removed. You know, when they say it's like a, a village exactly. of Cotswolds or whatever, it's all very immediately relatable. And yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it, the bit that sort of like tickled me was um, they go on that, that the lad goes on that quest because they're thinking about that kid who transferred into his school. Oh man! And then he was only there for a term, and then he was convinced that he died or something. But it turns out he was just working in and petrol station outside the town and he, and he made this big song of dance it became so important to him that yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he went on this 40 minute walk or whatever is to go and find a fella and the guy, guy's like yeah i've been here for ages you know who are you i don't even remember you and it's, it's just kind of funny that it kind of like i don't know it, it kind of hits those little notes doesn't it about the things that's like people obsess about become really important aren't important to anyone else in a small village those things yeah. are important and that's yeah that, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah it really it's, it makes those little things into big dramas when and when you when you're like a teenager and there's nothing else to do those little things, matters, become, which things yeah that's massively it. important yo i'll but, tell you who kills me in that show the fucking um <laughs> that vicar yeah <laughs> I don't even know what the vicar's name is because everyone just calls him vicar. Vicar, vicar, yeah, vicar in it. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's interesting, like because it has like, a relationship in it between the, the lad that Curtin and the vicar. Because Curtin's not even his name; it's just his hairstyle, isn't it? That's like that's what killed me. Like his name's not Curtin; it's like it's Mark or something. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, when they just when he goes in there, and it's almost like it's like a kind of weird paternal. Uh, yeah, our relationship because he's obviously his dad's not about it's then i i thought it was quite quite charming and uh it is, it's, it's very how charming horrible, very sweet how horrible is that last name though mucklow <laughs> <laughs> i tell you i tell you their dad is the word uh, dad's the absolute horrible, worst man. what a piece of shit. when he when he takes her to go and get the uh, he wants her to take the hit because he's got he was hey. storing those like Hoover, hoovers in his fucking um lockup and he goes well do you mind taking a hit and she's like okay um Drop me off at the police station. He goes, it's a bit out of your way. <laughs> he won't even drop her up. Like that. I know so many, so many wankers back in Margate like that. My dad, for example. That that episode, that episode is not even funny. It's just bleak. It's, it's horrible. horrible. It's just horrible. So that, yeah. that that I'd recommend all three of those shows to try to get what we're talking about. Yeah, detect yeah. a new couple of episodes he did for Wurzel Gummage, and then um, this country just to kind of. To get that kind of folk tip that BBC won. Yeah, so everyone as well, that uh, people doing nothing as well. That's good, mate. I love that show. Oh, yeah, I, people yeah, people, great. I, yeah. I was about to say about that because that is very similar. It, it's almost like a kind of when I was watching um, this country, it put me in mind of people just do nothing, but yeah. like transferred to like a rural because they're like fucking they're like shitty lads, lads aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, the sh- you know shitty lads around fucking yeah, yeah. wood or wherever is they're from, but. Again, that's written. That show is written by those lads, uh, yeah, the, like the main guy um, and uh, the the tall, the daft lad. You know what I mean? Who's <laughs> flat it is? They sort of take over. Um, those two guys wrote, it. and I just think it's really cool that like they seem to be getting like kind of young talent who just clearly lived that life and know something about it. You know, it's the, the old adage in writing is write what you know, and it sort of becomes yeah, funny totally. and, you know. 
So yeah, that's great as well. I, I love that shot. Yeah, it's good in it. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, Barley, you'll be on. You'll be on this tip. Uh, for the first time since it came out in two thousand eight, I rewatched uh, Generation Kill. Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, mate. Back Jack. So good. That is so great. Back so Jack. Good. I'm going to say something controversial here. I actually prefer that to The Wire. Interesting. Interesting. That'll come, uh, come into something else later. But yeah, right. Not yeah. that I think The Wire is rubbish by any stretch. I think it's, it's amazing television. But what I liked about Generation Kill, one season, done and dusted. Done and dusted. Six episodes, seven episodes, whatever, yeah. Reflects that sort of group of people's little tour of duty, boom, and that's it. You never know really what happens to them beyond that little window. It's literally just that little slice of life. I kind of like that. I thought it was... Yeah. And I think cool. I don't think it would have never worked being longer because I think no. the fact that it's so short represents almost most of the at least the characters like disappointment with it. Yeah, absolutely. From, from, from what the expectations of what they thought it was going to be like going into Iraq, yeah, yeah. I think the fact that it's kind of over quickly. I think that I think if it went on, I, th- I think it would betray kind of what the whole point of it is. Exactly. It's based, it's based on that. It's based on that journalists. Um, only stone entries anyway, innit? so it couldn't go on any further anyway. You know I mean? It's what it can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I like about it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, isn't it weird though? How the guy Fruity Rudy is playing himself? That's him. <laughs> is himself that so? So what's the what's the deal with that body? Because you you messaged you that, but I didn't get. So what what so what's what's so the deal? Jack, Fruity Rudy Riaz was one of the actual Force um, Recon Marines. Who's in the thing? Yeah. And he plays himself in the TV show. That's him playing himself. Wow, that is nuts. He's an actual Marine. He's, he was an actual Marine. He's, was, he's actually that guy. Yeah. He's actually that guy. He's Fruity Rudy Riaz in real life. It's amazing because he is almost one of the, the biggest... He, he's one of the ones that you would probably lean to say and he's probably an exaggerated character from what... Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, so... That's yeah. actually him playing himself. Yeah, Like when he blows up the little mocha pot because he's doing it on the camping stove outside. It yeah, blows yeah. up his face and shit, yeah. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Even like none of those characters seem like Hammy. Like even the, what is it? Jo- is it is it Ray? He's it's like Kurt, is it Josh person or what is it? Couple person, yeah, yeah. yeah. Person. person. He's a person. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he he's he, he he's pretty over the top, but it, it never feels like like too much or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like he couldn't have been a real person. Anything like that, you know, it's it's um yeah, the acting in that's just absolutely fucking superb. It's really good, isn't it? Really good. Yeah. See, Iceman's just fucking sick. Yes, dude. The fucking he's fucking M4. The fucking yeah. night. So sick. Also, yeah. Iceman's just a cool nickname. Is it a good nickname? Yeah. Also, I mean that's you know, throwing it back, I'll throw this out there to the um documentary that Sean uh, Poi hasn't seen Top Gun. Uh, there's a character, in that, a character in that called Iceman, who is uh, <laughs> my, he's my favourite one in there. You know what I mean? It's fucking cool. Val Kilmer. That episode of Panorama, Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not based on an actual war. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Uh, a small fact uh, that I found out that... Um, the, the guitar player Aaron Edge, who was in like Harkonnen and Himza and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those things, he's in the Edge of Quarrel. Um, his father was actually one of the uh, the guys who was an advisor on the movie Top Gun. Oh. He, he, he worked at that uh, facility. 
I just I heard it the other night on a podcast, I think, and it was just, it was stuck in my brain. He's also got the same birthday as me. I know. I was I was, I was amazed too. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. What else we got? Um, I should probably just point out to anyone listening who hasn't actually seen Generation Kill because I'm just talk about these things and not actually explain to anyone what yeah, they're no, uh, at all. Uh, Generation Kill is an I think it's a seven or eight part uh, HBO series um, about the uh, 2003 invasion of Iraq. Uh, they play like a is it, like a team of recon marines, don't they? Was it the same conflict as Jarhead? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I like that movie too. I watched I that like a few it. weeks ago as well. Uh, what? You don't like it? It's fucking well. I like good. it. Yeah. I think it's great. I don't like the book either. I read the book first. Before I saw to the me, it, it, it feels like a kind of um, uh, modern take on Full Metal Jacket. Totally. Yeah, so, yeah. Totally. Another film that you know that I'm not into. You don't like Full Metal Jacket either, do you? No. Weird. I like that one, but it's cute. Think about Jarhead. I, I don't think I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no, I love really? him. I love yeah. him. He's great. I think he's fucking yeah. brilliant. I think he's I, one of the best out there at the moment. I, he, that guy bites down on anything he's fucking given. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whenever yeah. I see him in anything, I always just think, I, I want to not like him because there's something about his face I find quite irritating. But looks like, He looks like an android. He's got big, weird eyes. Then He's always yeah. got that kind of weird like smile, like, he, like he's trying to like, f- assimilate human behavior. As exactly. Got it. I, yeah, totally, I totally agree. Um, yeah, if a computer was going to design a human, it'd be like he's a, a human, a human male's head. His head would come out of the three D printer, wouldn't it? That, yeah, no, I, I get you absolutely. He's, have you seen that movie Prisoners? Uh, no, that's really good. That's that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's horrible, isn't I it? Really? Him. Who else? It's him and someone else. Someone else famous as well. I can't remember his name. Is it Hugh Jackman? Chapman, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, yeah. It's really, it's really disturbing when they get that guy. Yeah, yeah anyway, I won't blow for you, Dave, but check that out. It's, it's not an easy watch. It's one of them. Hey, you'll, like that. you'll like that, Dave. You'll like that. One. I, I'll <laughs> check it out. It's one of them horrible films. I like. Um, what else is it? He's good in. Is it South Southpaw? He's good in that. Um, good in that. And I really liked. Um, is it Nights the Nightcrawler? I was literally about to say that. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. intense in that, isn't he? He's fucking terrifying. Who's I trust? Who's the, who's the guy he's he's riding around with? Who? The guy from, it's the guy for Four Lions, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, the guy. He's in Rogue One, isn't it? It's that same. Yeah. I forget his name. Um, good. Either way, that guy's a good dude as well. He's he's done some cool. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got one one more fad, um, which is the newest thing. I don't know if either of you have watched this. Um, so it's by Sci Fi Channel. Um. No, it's not. It's by FX, sorry, and uh, the, the BBC have, I don't know, licensed it or bought the rights to it or whatever the fuck it is. All right. Um, it's called Devs. Cool. what? Devs. D-E-V-S. A developers. Or... Yes. In okay. developers, yeah. Um, directed by Alex Garland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, saw yeah. The, I saw the advert on telly. I didn't realise. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like It's like a... Uh, it's like a thriller, like a sci-fi thriller. I would say I would say that's got t- like little bits of sci-fi, like techie. It's like it's like a Douglas Coupland book mixed with like H.G. Wells and uh, right, like right. Space okay. Odyssey all together. Um, it's about like a um, software development company in Silicon Valley, uh, and it kind of but it, it goes into their kind of out of control 
kind of experiments and it mixes in like international industrial subterfuge um and like a big dose of like kind of sci-fi trippiness it's like the a lot of it's like the last half of um um space odyssey you love you love stuff in set in silicon valley what was that a tv show you liked um i like i like silicon valley and i like hole and catch fire that's it. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's in Silicon Valley. I've read like loads of books about it. I just find it very interesting, mainly because it's going to be the biggest force in the. You know, I mean, in the. I don't know how to describe it really, but I mean, people who can program will eventually basically control the world to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean, absolutely. and and. and as, as a relatively new concept, Silicon Valley, like it's become, you know, one of the, the biggest financial hubs in the world you know so uh, i find i find that whole uh, do you not think it's just get, it's just China. it's just going to get outdated by china because china's so more advanced now you know what i mean um, they can I know, but, so possibly, possibly yeah i still th- I, I i don't know if they'll think it's outdated a bit silicon valley um i I'll guess tell you what yeah. i guess they're creating different i guess they're creating different things because silicon yeah, yeah, valley totally. things to for the for the for the business world mostly and yeah, china yeah, yeah. For the state, don't they? Mostly, yeah. You know, uh, and, and also, and we, Silicon Valley haven't written a, a insane virus that's fucked the entire world up, have they? Let's yeah, be yeah. yeah, digital bats. Um, <laughs> so, it, it's, it, 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 I, I loved it, but I think it's definitely an acquired taste. It's pretty, it's kind of pretentious. Like it's shot really beautifully. Like the soundtrack's incredible. That's, all, that's all it's Galland all over, isn't it? I mean, I quite like his stuff, so I'll give it a whirl. Devs, you say, I'm kind of pass like by. I would say, give it a go. Um, just yeah, go into it um, open-minded and just kind of ignore some of the stuff that doesn't make sense and all that. And just yeah, be- did he? Did he, he wrote, did he do the screenplay for Dread as well? Uh, I thought he directed Dread. I might be wrong. He did the screenplay for. No, he, he, directed, actually. he did. Um, Sunshine. Sunshine. Did yeah, no, he, did, he did Dread. Yeah. Because he's on the um, he's on that 2000 AD documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, he did the screenplay for um, Eight Days Later and Sunshine as well. Sunshine, yeah. And did he do that Ex Machina? Is that him as well? That's him, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That was his. That was his first film he directed, wasn't it? I think the others he wrote. Right. He okay. was. He's, he messes around with video games as well, didn't he? Didn't he do that? Devil May Cry? That was his thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure he wrote yeah. that and something else. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. I would, I would definitely recommend giving it a go. Like the, the, the last that plays the main character is kind of like I don't think she's great, but um, guy who plays I don't even know his fucking name. He's in. Did either of you watch Parts and Recreation? Yeah, I love it. Who's the guy, who's the guy with the who likes with the mustache that only eats meat or whatever his name? Nick Offerman. Yes, that's his name. He's he's the he's like the 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 other main character in it. Um, I like I like that guy. I watch pretty much anything with him in it. He's uh... he's, he's great. He's, re- he's really really good in it. So yeah, I would recommend it. Really tense, just really beautifully shot. Like got some cool ideas, even though it falls flat on certain things. You kind of don't care because the fact he's even tr- trying to do it is is kind of cool enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, really good, really interesting. That's cool. That yeah, and that's that's um, three on three fans. Good stuff, Dave. Like what you got, Mark? Well, my big fad. I'll start with my little fad at the minute. Little one big fad, little fad. Big fad, little fad. Cowboy box. Like big, like, like big, big, big play, play, little play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of your. He's one of your fads. Um, sat in the car outside. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this one, um, 
Twin Cities by Night podcast, which I always talk about anyway. But you do. They've just released a new um, set of podcasts. Uh, it's actually just two players, so he's a storyteller and then a player. It's just like two people just telling, you know, doing cooperative role playing, cooperative storytelling. Sure. Set of them's based on um, that um, a Delta Green, which is like sort of like conspiracy theory Cthulhu stuff. So. Like Delta Green's like a special unit of like the CIA or whatever that investigates, like a secret unit that investigates like Cthulhu monsters and shit like that. Lovely. Ooh, got so me interested. Yeah, so they've got a set of stories where they're like this undercover unit. Um and they and it's just once the storytelling one of the players. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then they're doing a, a spin-off from the Twin Cities by Night where it's one of a new vampire comes to the city and it's just storyteller. And one of the players doing this whole it's pretty intense because it's just the two of them you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's really like a cool concept though yeah yeah it's really good they're trying to explore more deeper just about because you haven't got like four or five characters that you've got to entertain they're doing it more about his like experiences and stuff and like how he battles against these demons and shit like that. it's really like and they do like flashback scenes and stuff as well it's really cool like when he got shit like that. yeah it's really good Oh yeah, I'm literally like, just I'm looking at it now. I just I just um I haven't been on my podcasting for a while, but I just saw this episode three seventy five, Delta Green Operation Big Stick. Yeah. Um is that it? Yeah. It's cool. So they've done they've done like I think maybe three or four different Delta Green Delta Green ones. But Big Stick's like a single player one and then there's another one under your skin you're in or under your skin or something. Man, this is tight, actually. I'm listening to it now. In a dormant mine buried deep in the Pennsylvania woods, a group of strangers feel the cool of the forest, always returning and never knowing why. Yeah, dude, that's, that's they're searching for a cryptid. Fuck yeah. The guy who plays the guy who plays the player in that is Chris. And um, he's playing like an ex like Navy SEAL who like punks out because he's <laughs> and that guy, Chris, was like a para para rescue guy in real life. This is you all over in it. That is that's that's brilliant, mate. It's so good. <laughs> An ex Navy SEAL okay. in a CIA black ops unit, yeah. uh, taking care of wet work and uh... <laughs> so fucking good. What armor is he wearing? What's his body armor look? He's, he's just got. He's, he hasn't got any because he's fully in now. Okay, so he's like a he's got, kind of got an operator vibe. Yeah, it's cool. It's good. <laughs> it's cool. Cool. <laughs> you know what? I actually yeah. I keep meaning to listen to a bit more of that podcast because I only I I, re- I listen to the one he, he does like a book club, doesn't he? And sometimes he write all. That's right. Yeah. Fine diaries, yeah. Yeah, I listen to those um, from time to time because I, I I find I, I do struggle sometimes with a uh, uh, I don't know too much about vampire. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I, I sort of build it out my depth. But I like the guys. I like their stuff. So yeah, yeah same. Cool. Yeah, really, really. What else you got? Sopranos, mate. Sopranos. Sopranos, mm. mate. Fucking completed it, mate. Finished it last night. Watched the last <laughs> five. Was last night. Completed it. <laughs> Try try and explain what you thought about Sopranos without specifically just trying to wind me up. Um, honestly, straight up, it's not as good as The Wire, mate. And that's, I think, that's fine. I never said it would be better than The Wire. No, no, I think it's dated a lot more. Uh, and that was my biggest issue with it. Well, Is perhaps that... you should have watched it at the fucking time when it was relevant instead of putting it off for 20 years. I know, I know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't understand why it was like... Must be, and the David... I think I did try and get you into this about 10 years ago when it was a bit more oh, relevant, I mean, so it's, it's kind of your own fault. Yeah, totally, yeah. But I, 
I still think the wire manages to main, like, maintain its relevance and seem like fresh. Whereas I think the Sopranos dated itself quite a bit, considering they both came out at roughly the same time. Yeah. Both totally changed like TV to that like episodic event type TV. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think I think the thing the biggest beef is that it's got this really good like cast of people, all these different characters and stuff. And like one of them will do something cool and then you won't see him for like five or six episodes. You never like touch base with him, do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I kind of find that a little bit I find it a bit exasperating that there were so many good characters. And half the time, it'll like jump like three or four months. And you're like, well, they had a bit of a storyline going there. And now it's sort of gone. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I suppose when you've got such a big cast of good characters, it's really impossible to sort of hang on to a story. I mean, you look at something, I know we're not into Game of Thrones, but there's so many different characters in that that you never fully get to explore. You know, you always wonder, like, well, what was this guy's deal? Or you know, whatever. It's kind of a shame, but I think that's the curse of any... Any, any good stories that, that you know you have these characters that cycle in and you sort of you're left wondering what's the crack with those guys and you know fair play to the writers for coming up with good stuff you, you, you know, sadly you, you can't explore them all in the constraints of a you know 50 minute episode can you so i was gonna say like i, I do know, i do know what you mean because like i do i do feel sometimes in sopranos like the characters a lot of them are there they're all a lot of them are there from the start or near the start and they'll appear and then a lot of them are kind of waiting in the wings for their storyline like eventually it gets to like and then something happens to them and then so it's almost like it's almost like they've got a list of characters and they're kind of going through and go right it's time for them to have a storyline time for them to have a so i i kind of get what you mean yeah what did the um what did the guys from sopranos go on to write next like what was their next project who wrote it? Is it David? Is it David Chase? I'm thinking of. Uh, let me have a look. Is David Chase got something to do with Generation Kill? Or did I that? Um. Um. Nothing that the many. Uh, this looks like a new one. I think it's coming out next year. The Many Saints of Newark sounds like another type of thing. Nothing. Not much else by the looks of it, to be honest. I didn't realise he didn't have an exposure. I was like that. I suppose if you peak with you know writing a series and managing a series like that, that sort of spirals on changes, you had, yeah, you know. and changes the face of television. Yeah, yeah, so. you don't really need to do much else, do you? It's like have, have a fucking couple of years off, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just get your like sort your garden out and stuff. Yeah, like you that. know what I mean. Yeah, you, know, you get like a nice like, put a patio in. I think, I think the racism's a little bit too over the line for me. Maybe that's looking at it in two thousand and twenty. It, it's never sort of like. It's really raw. Do you know what I mean? I love Snowflake. I, it's look. This is this is <laughs> this is the world of crime. All right. It's leave your libtard fucking sensibilities. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I don't really. I don't agree. I quite. I like. I like the way it covers racism. Like, you would, wouldn't you? You would, wouldn't you? You love racism, you, don't you, Dave? <laughs> I love the way it just uses racism. I think it's great. Um, like there's a bit where a family in the like a, uh, in the like a brand new Mercedes and they get uh, carjacked um, by a lot of black guys and the guy goes um, fucking n word. You know who else would it be? And then it cuts to Tony looking at photos of all the all the cars that they've stolen for him. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love those like little kind of commentaries on you know, like misplaced fucking you know idiotic racism and you know um, i mean you see it all the time in like those kind of in any i mean when you see like these prison dramas don't you things like that is always like the you yeah, know, yeah like Pecker, Pecker Pecker yeah. Woods and shit like that but then yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll be yeah. like you know double dealing with you know black guys or whatever it's just it's just but it's like, just tribalism but, isn't it? that's all for a... but in the in those shows though you tend to get both sides of it whereas in the sopranos it's definitely a little bit too one-sided oh okay fair enough fair enough do you know what I mean? I think, it, I think it's supposed to highlight. I think a lot of it is supposed to is just to highlight ignorance, isn't it? Yeah, totally. In, in, yeah, in their yeah. views, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, uh, I don't think. I think it was. A, I think it's done in hindsight a little bit heavy-handedly. It's not quite. Um, we're trying the, to do the, the mobsters. I know they. Are. I know. I don't get that. I mean, it's, I think it's a poet. It would be. I didn't, know, I didn't notice that when I was watching. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was kind yeah, of clear. Missed yeah, yeah. the gist of this board. <laughs> guys, guys, turn, guys, turn the language down always, a bit. Yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> wear silk shirts and slip on shoes. Like, that's how I remember. Like. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Just like Tony Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Liberace documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? Not trying to spoil it for anyone, Dave. What did you think? What do you think of the ending? I really like the ending. I think the ending is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, 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 I've never quite understood people's grievances with the ending. Look, look at all people are still debating it now. Do you know what I mean? Years and years later, how is that not a good ending? Surely you know? that's the mark of good television. You know what I mean? It's exactly. the thing think, is, right? You, you have the weight of expectation upon a conclusion, all right? So people, you have a series like Sopranos or. I don't know the wire or what have you, and you you, you get so invested in it, you're taken on this journey, and the ending that you think it should have is not the same as one of the fucking. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 they've got their thing in mind, and that's what it is. You know, it's the weight of expectation. I, I hate to keep referencing Game of Thrones, but it's exactly the same. You got all these people here who go, "This is this is how it should have ended, really, bitch." Because write your own fucking book. Do you know what I mean? So then you can then you can dictate how something ends. Hmm. Um, that's the thing they had in mind for it, whether it's you agree with it or not? Tough shit, but it depends, I suppose. Like, I, I you know, I look into things like this because I look at the kind of um, like the technique of writing these things. Because I'm always quite interested in how you know people finish stories and stuff. And I, you know, there are there are a bunch of different schools of thought. There are people who literally start at the end and work backwards. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But then I suppose when you have a show like that, you don't always know it's going to be successful, do you? So. Yeah, and then money comes in, and you know, writers change and stuff because you know, at the end of the day, the net. Look at Star Wars. The way yeah, a perfect they're... example. There you go. Yeah, you okay. ended up, he ended up taking the the middle third of it and make making the first yeah. film because he didn't think it was going to go any further, and that was the only one that that would stand alone. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I had that conversation fun enough with someone at work the other day. It, it constantly baffles me. I, I work with obviously people from very. You know, different worlds all right um and a lot of them are in their mid-30s or whatever but i'm always quite surprised when they haven't seen these sort of things and i guess it's you know they just don't watch movies or anything like that but like some, some of the world was um they've never seen any any star wars films at all which i find odd you know, like you've, you've never even seen one on tv at christmas when you're around somebody you're around nan's house or something no yeah. no no clue whatsoever and they hit me up and they're like what what order should i watch these in so I, did, I told them to do the machete order like we did, you know, where you skim off Phantom Menace, you don't need that. Um, 
And you know, it was just kind of weird. I went to work and got the feedback from them. They were like, fuck, didn't see that thing with it being his dad coming. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, wild so. to me. And then when I explained them to them, they were like, well, why did the films look different? They didn't. Stuff that you and I take for absolute granted, they had no clue that, you know, I said, most films oh, they, were made. They were so far apart. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they were filmed like fucking 30 years before because, and I had to explain this to them about how, you know, storylines and scripting and stuff works. And they looked at me completely baffled, but. It was, just, it was really odd, you know, and, uh, to, having to explain something like that to people. Don't know. Yeah, that's weird, weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you enjoyed my My main fear body was that you would just basically just watch it and say it was fucking shit. That's that, <laughs> that, was my, that was my biggest concern. So, as, as yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He has, been known, he has been known to make an audacious <laughs> statement like that. <laughs> yeah, it's actually I don't know it's what you're best said it just annoying. Annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He has been known to be a contrary prick for the <laughs> yeah for twenty years. Yeah, I know, right? He can so, fuck off, body. Fuck off anyway, because like I don't care what your opinion on um, Sopranos is. When you dropped the word shreddis into um, <laughs> a group chat the other day, my head almost spun off my shoulders. I was like, this, cunt. this cunt. What is, what is this shreddis? Body, body. You want to explain to the listeners what shreddis is? Lettuce, mate. It's what? It's, what? it's lettuce. Shredded iceberg lettuce, I believe. is. Shredded it. iceberg lettuce. Shredded. If you ever, Nate, if you ever go to McDonald's again, if that ever opens and, and you go to the drive-thru, uh, if you order a chicken mayo, no lettuce, the first thing you see, it says no shreddies on the, on the little <laughs> thing. On the little... <laughs> that's what, that's what I that's the first time I noticed. I was like, ah, shreddies. <laughs> You liked it, like didn't you? You, you couldn't wait. You couldn't yeah. wait to drop that into a conversation. I know, but I bought, I bought some at Aldi the other day to make a little ham salad sandwich. <laughs> it was called shreddies. I was like, oh. I loved your little plate of food there. I like that. I, like, <laughs> I love the idea of you pootling around Aldi, putting yourself together a little salad there. Oh, this will be nice. Do you know what I mean? I don't, for some reason, that really amused me. Um, oh, and it, you always have. And he always gets angry because I always, whenever we have like salad sandwiches or whatever, I always say, I have mine on toast, and she fucking flips out. Well, I saw Connor flip out the other day when you said toast, but then he had it cold. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, yeah. bread then. <laughs> Hard bread. Hard bread. Hard bread. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like eating shit in the last. <laughs> yeah, a cold toast in a, in a sandwich. I get you need the crunch for the texture sometimes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd struggle with that a bit, mate, to be fair. It's, it's even better when it's warm. It's really good. That I'll give you. But yeah, yeah I don't, I don't um, want cold toast in a sandwich. Just a quick one, Mark. Uh, who's your who's your favourite character from Sopranos, and who do you like the most? Oh God, mate! Some good ones, isn't there? Probably Sal. Yeah, Sal's fucking. Again, he yeah. like he takes, he takes a backseat for ages. He, he does some seasons, but then yeah, Sal's cool, man. Yeah, Sal's great. Good shout, mate. Do you like? Um, did you think to like Chrissy's like arc? It's good. It's good. It's good, isn't it? Like he's one of the guys who has like a story constantly. Do you know what I mean? Through the whole yeah, thing, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it's. I love the way it just goes like up, down, left, right. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. he's, he's a. He's, 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 an, he's an actual wild man. He's a fucking lunatic. He fucking when he goes into that bakery and shoots the, oh, <laughs> shoots right. the shot just because he doesn't sit, like <laughs> feel like he's being like mugged off. So good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Have you watched it? Have you seen it all? I haven't seen it. Oh, I never finished it. It's one of the things that, like, I I watched the first couple of seasons. I I enjoyed it, 
but you know, life pulled me away from it, whatever. And but I don't sometimes, yeah, totally. I've never, never finished it. Um, it's definitely on my list. When I have some spare time, oh wait, um, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting for the next uh, pandemic to come along so I could squeeze Sopranos in. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I probably you know what? Someone's at a non-barbecued slug. <laughs> 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 yeah maybe maybe i'll give it a try actually it's um because i'm sort of i was pondering what to watch um yeah, so yeah. maybe i will give it a go since you, you sort of come around on it um, well, i've got a dvd definitely... box set if you want it have you yeah yeah bought it yeah oh, wow. went from not body went from not watching it for 10 years to, to buying the entire i assume 50 disc box set yeah yeah it's the big one yeah <laughs> it's a big <laughs> one He's using it as a coffee table in his yeah. flat there. <laughs> he's eating his ham salad off of it as we speak. Oh, yeah, actually, that's actually where he lives when he's working down south. <laughs> he he, yeah, he rolls, he rolls all the discs out at night. Yeah. I'll tell you what I can't get over. How badly they dress. It's fucking mad. <laughs> it's, so good, it's, yeah. women. it's fucking mad. Yeah, they've got no style other than lads fucking out. I thought it just looked like Salford. <laughs> um, I'm, I've got to say, mate, I'm proud of you for finishing it, and I appreciate you giving it a, a good, a proper, proper chance. That's all I asked. At least you enjoyed it. You know, what I mean, not as much as the wire, but I never thought you would because you hold the wire in such insane. I mean, it's like your perfect TV show in it. So, um, yeah, so as long as you enjoyed it, mate, I'm I'm happy. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Got anything else? Um, obviously, we haven't touched that. I thought you would have brought it up, but obviously, Call of Duty Warzones, me and David have been asking. Thanking. You're nice going in on that, aren't you? Fuck me, mate. Oh, it's unreal. Isn't it, Dave? It's so embarrassing. No. <laughs> I've never, I've never stressed out so much playing a game. It's fucking... Oh, you, know, you know who I really feel I for? videos about it and shit. Oh, my God. I really feel for people like Connor, who were in the... Yeah, there's us lot talking like this is the first video game that's been released ever. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, or even the first Battle Royale game or anything. And then there's us like sharing tactics videos. But obviously, Connor's, oh my God. But Connor's played games with us and he's seen that we can watch every single tactics video in on YouTube. We still can't hit anything. Yeah, the fact that the, the fact of the matter is. You, you've still got adult response times to video games. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So you, you're still going to get your head popped by some fucking eight-year-old hopped up on Skittles. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Exactly. <laughs> I, can see, really... I can see it in my mind's eye, Connor just looking at the messages from you and me and Dan and stuff and just, <laughs> just cringing. So when, when you start off, you're like parachuting, you know, like off the back of an aeroplane onto the like, map. You have to open your own parachute. I must have died like 5,000 times. <laughs> forget open parachute jesus fucking <laughs> this is a man he knows the name and configuration of every gun ever made he just turns the telly off accident dad, dad just walks around with rpgs just blowing stuff up with rpgs it's fucking mental yeah dan's basically just made a real life simulator where all yeah, he does is just, Go around looking for money. Yeah. yeah, he plays this other game mode where all you do is collect as much money as possible. Dan's just basically done that to try and. I'm assuming he's hoping that one day they'll do like Burberry cap loot boxes. 
But that game, like, it, it's just fun. Like that game we put with like the other day we did, you, me, um, Dan, and Stephen. And um, yeah, just him like like dropping, like landing the helicopter on people's heads and stuff yeah. like that, mate. It's just it's just funny in it. If you just treat it like at first, I like I was always real stressed about dying. Um, but now I'm not as arsed. It's just it's just hilarious, isn't it? Just yeah, I think being funny. shit being shit is funnier than being good. Yeah, totally. Being good's rubbish. Got nothing to worry about, have you? So yeah, shout out Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. Shout <laughs> out, shout out Mountain Dew. Next, <laughs> next fact this month's Abe's Odyssey. <laughs> Fucking earthworm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, <laughs> you're not going to believe this game I've <laughs> I think so. I like it's, Call of Duty. Just next man. Guys, it's, it's, this game's crazy, right? It's about a hedgehog, but he's blue. <laughs> It's going to be massive. All the kids are going to be playing it. Forget your Super Mario Brothers, all right? This is the future, all right? Get it off Mega <laughs> Drive. You, your eyes won't be able to keep up with the pixels. It's something else, I tell you. It's, uh, I, I thought I'd been at a rave when I stopped. I was playing it for four hours. <laughs> and thought I'd been to a rave as well. These were your fads, Nate. Okay. Um, not quite so exciting as um, a 20-year-old TV series or my first video game. It's... Um, <laughs> Um, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of films actually. Um, the first one, I'll tell you right. I've got a couple. First thing I've been watching is Clone Wars because I got I got, got that Disney Plus right before well, everything went tits up. And um, yeah. I, honestly, I'm really bothered watching. There's some really cool stuff on there, but we mostly got it for um, Jack when he comes round because he's a Disney obsessive. So there's always like uh, documentaries and behind yeah, the yeah. scenes, and they've got like the full sort of catalogue of quite sort of scarce cartoons and things that he likes. So we got it for that. But I also got it because it's, you know, some Star Wars stuff on there and whatnot. Um, and one of the things I put on is the last, it's the last season of The Clone Wars. Um, yeah, yeah. I, even though I'm a massive fan of that style of animation, the guy who writes it, I really like how he puts things together and the whole yeah. kind of weird tour of duty kind of vibe you get off of it. It's, it's quite peculiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things I really like about it is with this last season, they're kind of um, they're building up to the execution of Order sixty six. So oh, right shit, now, no, yeah, yeah, like all the all the because they give all the clones personalities, and you see it through their eyes. And they had this uh, episode the other day where there was these they you, you probably liked it, Bordy, but they had these special ops clone yes. troopers come in called the Bad Batch, and they were all um, clones. Yes. That were, they were kind of faulty, so yeah. they didn't look like. You know, Django Fett, where there's like one big guy who's got like a big fucking chain gun. And there's a guy called uh, Cross Eyes or something who's got like a sniper. Um, you know, we're doing the cool special ops shit and knifing robots and whatnot. So that was pretty cool. But it, it's already quite a dark tone. Um, and you can see it's all building up towards Order 66. Yeah. Uh, but they're doing it better than the prequels did. Do you know what I mean? Like, it actually feels like you're in. You know, they're all moving from like combat zone to combat zone, trying to crush this, you know, trade federation insurrection or what have you. But you're yeah, starting yeah. to see this, the, the telling all this, the little seeds, but it's done in a way better way than it was in the movies, which sounds really weird for a, you know, a cartoon or whatever. I, I realize I'm a 43 year old man watching a cartoon about stormtroopers or whatever, but um, it is actually really well written and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's just, it seems to have undone a lot of crap that the prequels did and they just done it. Oh, man, the, the, the Bad Batch is so fucking cool. You're having a look at them, see that big lad there, they, and they've all like customized yeah. their armor. There's just some really yeah. nice touches, you know. It's 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 not too it's not too clean shirt. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're building it's up towards like the, 
the Siege of I, Mandalore. I thought the board. I thought you'd watched it, Body. I, I, I assume I've watched. I watched. I did watch it. Is it still going now? Come this on. is. They literally just put the last because yeah. since they launched Disney Plus, they now made another final season, which is they're yeah, releasing okay. it uh, week by week. You know, so you have like um, uh, you know, episode a week sort of thing. Um, yeah. It's just good. It's like twenty five minutes. You know, it's, it doesn't require a great deal of involvement. I'll just stick it on. You know, after like last week, I just went through them after sort of work was pretty stressful, so I just sat down, and sort of drifted away with that. But it's it's fucking cool, and so that's been that's been a pleasure to watch, and I would recommend that to anyone who wants to have a little dig about on some Star Wars. Um, yeah, that's cool. Beyond that, um, I've watched a crappy film. So I watched this movie the other day called Underwater. Have you, have you heard of this? No. Huh? Right. It, I was pretty kind of whatever about it going in, but it was one of them films I was, I wanted like a horror or a, a, an adventure sci-fi thing. And it was, it was on one of the streaming sites. So I give it a watch. It's, it's that, what's her face out of, um, oh, that miserable cow. What's her name? <laughs> Twilight, you know, that sort. Oh, oh uh, Kristen right. Stewart. Yes, Kristen Stewart, that's it. Um, so it's there. And basically what it is, they're drilling down to the Marinara Trench, the Mar- Marinara. <laughs> Could you imagine a marinara trench? I'd never come. You just chilled into it. A lot of meatballs came out. (laughs) You'd have to block it with a big, massive garlic bread. Yeah, get the garlic bread. (laughs) 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 Marinara trench. Um, God, Um, the Mariana Trench, obviously the deepest part of the ocean, or whatever. And yeah. they've drilled down into it and they've got this kind of like, it's a bit like the abyss, I suppose, you know. Yeah, it's to say that, yeah. Yeah, big, you know, they've drilled exactly. this big thing down into it. And for whatever, they're trying to extract a particular mineral or whatever. Um, anyway, shady goings on starts happening and something hits the, the base uh, and they start shutting it down. And it's, it's, it's sort of part, part of disaster mood, if you like. She's, she's like a maverick kind of like you know got some baggage or whatever she got his shade there she's basically she's ripley yeah, yeah. um yeah. and it's, it runs very much like that it feels like aliens um and it's just like this i, I suppose i don't know really what i'll compare it to it's, it's like Ab- abyss meets aliens but with a massive oh, life. I thought, yeah I saw, I saw the trailer for that on the telly yeah <laughs> there aren't you yeah just googled it yeah, yeah and it's got this it's got, so like anyway you, so you just you're not really sure what it is. It's hitting, you know, this massive thing is smacking into the the base and causing it to shut down. Presumably, it's the old adage of like humanity has stuck its nose into places it doesn't need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it's not Godzilla that turns up. More's the pity. But oh, yeah. uh, um, loads of you know the monsters and things like that starts sort of you know these sort of weird you know deep ones looking kind of things is all very uh lovecraftian and i won't i won't blow it for you if anyone does care to watch it because it's quite enjoyable um but a uh, a <laughs> a certain aquatic god does turn up in it uh <laughs> oh shit really <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fucking cool um so it's worth this is again a really good example of a conversation because I, I got turned on to this by uh a lass i work with and <laughs> she said to me don't know what that monster was at the end. It was shit. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding? It's, you know, <laughs> I, I was buzzing for it. And she was just like, all right, I, all right. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I was That's just cool. like, yeah. She, she, she had, had no clue. She she said it would have been better if it had been Jules. So, you know, whatever. Exactly. You fucking did. Read a book. Anyway, um, and my, my actual 
fad. The movie I've, I've watched, I've fucking, I've got to recommend. I watched it last night. It's called uh, Gretel and Hansel. Okay. I've heard of it. Right. So I've been waiting for this to come out, you know, for a good copy of it to float out for a while. It's got, um, how can I describe it? I know if I say certain words, Bordies is going to switch off. And so I've got, I'm picking what I say very carefully. It's part it's like, like, it's part of grim fairy tale. It's, it's obviously the story of Hansel and Gretel, but instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. being sort of so centered on those two, it's called Gretel and Hansel. And it's fucking good. You know, it's, oh. it, yeah, it's, it's really creepy, really disturbing. Uh, it's got quite an interesting, you can't tell where, I'll tell you what I like about it. You can't tell where it's set because they don't give, no one's trying to do a silly accent or anything. You know, like yeah, the, yeah, lead, yeah, yeah, the lead yeah. girl is um, the girl who plays Beverly in It, the remakes of It. You know, it's her. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those like Molly Ringwald looking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, she's the lead. Like her, isn't she? Yeah. You know, she does. It's, I think it's yeah. the hair, to be honest. Um, anyway, it's, it, it's a, obviously they are forced to leave. In, in Hansel and Gretel, the actual fairy tale, they're sent off into the woods to do whatever. I can't remember exactly how they find their way out there. But in this case, they're banished by their mother. Right. She's, like, she's like, I can't fucking take care of you. You, you know, it's, the mum's a bit unhinged herself. She's like, I can't take care of you. Just fuck off. You're not my problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so yeah, they, yeah. they basically go, she goes, go out and take yourself off into the woods. There's a convent in two villages over or whatever. Edge yourself off that and I'll take care of you because I there's no food, I can't do anything for you. So take your brother and do one. Off they go. And uh, sort of, it, I liked it because there's a big part of it that was really uh, reminded me of the old world of Warhammer, which sounds a bit All odd. Right. But that kind of like weird sort of very small world mentality where like the kind of children's experience is very much limited to the few streets or the small town they live in. And even walking five miles away is like fucking going to the ends of the world sort of thing. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have that information. Anyway, they head out into the woods, which is all very Grimm's fairy tale. But previously to this, there's a really great intro sequence, which um, sort of sets the whole thing up with the witch in the woods and stuff. And fuck yeah, me, yeah, man. Yeah. The whole thing is beautifully shot. It, I tell you, what, it reminded me of some of Give Up's artwork. You know, on the front cover of the Rotten Hell record, where it looks like you're looking Shit, up through really? the trees. Yeah, it, it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. kind of like that. The color palette they use is all sort of like oranges and greens and blues. Which part of it, Bordy, is like the Blair Witch Project. It's like the Blair Witch Project yeah. meets meets um, the, the Witch. It's, there's a big flavor yeah, of that yeah. in there as well. You know, we're like kind of nature is almost the enemy or something. Yeah, yeah um, totally. And with some Jodrowski kind of images in there as well. The soundtrack's fucking amazing. And the casting is brilliant. It, it, there was one bit where I actually had to winch, shut my eyes because it was like, there's no jump scares. It's just that really kind of mood that gnaws away at you. Right, Do right. you know what I mean? It's, it's quite... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's like The Witch, isn't it? Like very, pretty much very like that, yeah. It's, it's along um, those lines, I would say. Or, um, it's quite sort of magical. I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain, but I really liked it. And I think you guys probably would too, as well. You know, if you kind of like were in the right mood for it. It's um. Yeah, I just I just texted Jenny telling her to watch it. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's crazy. kind of thing. There's uh, it's good as well. I don't know that the couple, the people who wrote it. I had a quick Google of them earlier on. I haven't really done anything else. Of no, I think that it's like a, an, a, one of their first projects. I think the right, right. I think the girl has written some episodes of a TV show, but this is a, their first kind of 
sort of passion project, if you like. It doesn't even seem very long, but it's I I was really taken with it. And I'll tell you what's strange about it as well, it's kind of leading on to our next sort of things. The bits I was watching in it, oh, I, I needed to tell you about this because I don't want you, when my game comes out, I don't want any of you thinking I ripped this thing off. Ripped it off, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot of those themes that are in it, particularly even like a, a, a one specific thing, is in is in the game, and I was like, "Fuck me!" I, I think oh, what it is. That's I, I tell you what it is. I think it's because I drew a lot of the ideas of it from fairy tales and things like Eastern European yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. maybe they've obviously drawn from the same pool and come up with these ideas. There's just one particular thing that's in in the movie that is exactly what I'd written. I was like, "Fuck, that's that's weird." Like that's not even in the yeah, books. Yeah. How they how they come up with that? Um, so yeah, anyway, I, re I recommend you watch it. And if anyone likes The Witch and things like that, I, I'm not talking about big felt hat Tumblr witch. I was just going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll doff my felt hat to that, yeah. Exactly. It, it definitely, when this thing comes out and that crowd gets hold of it, it's game over. So watch it now before it's spoiled. Yeah, yeah, that's, why I, that's why I needed to watch it before like, everyone starts. Before it becomes a new Mindhunter. Um... True Detective, yeah. um, whatever else, and some silly bitch will start, yeah. you know, throw down a Johnny Cupcakes and instead trying to build a conservatory out of fucking gingerbread or whatever. But it's, um, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's I think that's great. Gretel and Hansel, and even the way they've they've changed the words around, so the, the female, uh, yeah, 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 so it's it's quite telling for the rest of the uh, thing. So yeah, definitely check it out. It's fucking cool. That's going to be the next meme, next Tiger King, is it? Then? Absolutely. I mean, people might not get hold of it, to be honest, because I've not read a lot, great deal of reviews about it. It seems to sort of uh, floated under a lot of people's antennas, but I'm sure they'll get hold of it and fucking ruin it like they do everything. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I sounded really miserable then, didn't I? But yeah. Um, it's right, though, isn't it? it uh, people spoil everything, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... This is uh, what I don't understand. is like, why can't you just like a thing? I don't need to... Every time I turn on the fucking internet, Game of Thrones was fine until every time I turned the internet on, the world was shoving it down my throat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Anyway, um, it's a wonder. It's a wonder that we didn't get burnt out on Baby Yoda, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think as well, the I mean, thing. Yeah, I, I, I think it was good. A because no one in the UK had really caught was watching it for starters. So I mean, that limits your kind of exposure to it somewhat. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Secondly, it was a, it was a weekly episodic thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it, again, I was talking to someone at work, and they were talking about Baby Yoda, and I was like, "Oh, what did you think of the Mandalorian?" And they were like, "What? It's Baby Yoda." They didn't. I had no idea it was from a fucking TV show or that it was anything else attached. It's just become one of these pop culture things that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fucking ET or something. Do you know what I mean? It's no. Anyway, whatever. It's, I refuse to get burnt out on these things anymore. I'm quite happy to. I enjoy it. Step away. Having you said, people, you can't let other people ruin stuff because that's what they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. Win, can you? I think um, I just I try, what I try is not to get kind of like um, pre precious about things. You, you can you gotta accept that like people are going to jump on stuff. Yes, you, know, you, you can't be. I remember talking to some lad a little while back, um, well, some years ago, kid from my hometown, and I said about how it was at the time of the Christian Bale Batman movies. I said how much I liked him, and I thought it was cool that, like, I'm glad they were doing well because it meant that their popularity meant that, like, those films would continue to be made. That's certainly that little trilogy. And he's yeah. like, I, I just don't, I don't like people being into a thing that I'm, I'm, I care about. And I was like, very difficult to be precious about Batman, who is probably one of the most recognizable figures of the, 20, <laughs> of the 20th century. It's, do you know what yeah, I mean? It's, so that's, like, that's like being like, like a rap fan, being like precious about Lil John. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just yeah. like, oh no, you, you, you can't possibly have him. Like, fuck, shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, it's a football or something. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, we're all precious about these things, and but I, I've become quite detached to a lot of it simply because I always assume that people are going to. You can't. I'm not responsible for the rest of the world getting it wrong. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> fucking, totally. Just crack on, lad. You know what I mean? Um, doesn't doesn't mean we've got you know we have to have a conversation about baby fucking Yoda just because someone's seen a meme, a meme or whatever it's called. A meme. A meme. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's my that's my fads. Hansel and Gretel underwater for the last twenty minutes. Oh, Gretel and, and Hansel. Man. Clone Wars. Good. Excellent. Okay. What's next on the menu? RPGs. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit before, but obviously <laughs> the amount of time we actually spend playing games versus the amount of time yeah. we spend talking about shit is fucking, the ratio is ridiculous. However, yeah. given the fact that now we all have this spare time, we can't actually sit in you know my kitchen or your boy's kitchen or wherever, or you know Paolo's kitchen, and actually get together and play things, which is a shame because you know this is really the ideal time to do these things. So in order to get our little fix, I know... Bordy and I have both been um, exploring other avenues, and uh, online D and D or RPGing seems to have been the uh, been the flavour of the month. Bordy, what have you got? Yeah, yeah so um, different things. I've uh, I ran a game of Shadowrun for you guys. Yeah, you did. Over I don't know, how many sessions did we do? Four or five sessions, yeah, wasn't it? It ran to four. Yeah, it was like it was four. Was that it? It was four. Yeah, because I think, but each one was a couple of hours long. I, I, I don't yeah, think yeah, Bordy yeah. anticipated it getting much beyond two sessions to be fair yeah no definitely yeah definitely did yeah I was oh really, you did yeah yeah take, take it as far as you wanted to yeah yeah definitely um so how did you um we, we ran that over um was it google what did we do google hangouts yeah, google google hangouts we did it yeah yeah um i thought it worked i thought it worked really well actually i i, I mean i had a great fucking time i thought it was super yeah. fun um yeah, great great wasn't it yeah. It was fucking hilarious. So basically, do you want to give a little rundown, body? Just a yeah, so so re- Dave's Dave's been going on at me for a while to to do Shadowrun, but we'd struggled oh, for yes. schedules and uh... <laughs> up there with Sopranos, isn't it? But you, you've got them around. Yeah, we managed to uh, we managed yeah, to get about the now. <laughs> it was me. I ran it. Um, Ape played a character called Critical Bill. Yes, uh, <laughs> character called uh, Peanut. Uh, Connor played a, a character called the Great Balthazar. Uh, Balthazar the Stupendous, sorry. 
Uh, Stephen played a character called Cypher, and Paolo played a character called uh, Reed's character called Count Zero. So we had like quite a mixed uh, couple of street sams, uh, like a retired detective, may a, a sorcerer, and um, a decker. And basically, we got them together in Seattle, and they had to do. They got hired to do this little run uh, to recover um, a stolen car. I had a, a suitcase inside it of time-sensitive information. Um, well, they sort of tracked down this missing this car that had been stolen from this club. Bit of like intrigue. Um, and that it had this it had been stolen by a mafia, and the mafia had found out there was something inside. We could wait to sell it to somebody else, and it kind of got out of hand, really. It was uh, it was fucking awesome. It was like spits of it were like heat. That's the best, yeah, the, that's that's the way I would have thought the shootout, the shootout in heat <laughs> at the end. That's how yeah. that game went. It was fucking brilliant, it was so cinematic. Oh, it was fantastic. It was a good game, man. Like, that was yeah. super fun. Um, it was fun for me because, obviously, I, I very seldom get to play. You know, having sort of DM the, the, uh, the campaign we've been playing for fucking 20 years or whatever it is, yeah. um, I, I was definitely burnt out on doing that. So I, I was, it was a real joy to actually play a character and not have to worry about <laughs> we, weaving it all together. I think basically just, you, you know, turn it up and fucking shit up. It was, um, yeah, it was cool, man. Oh, no, it was wicked. You, you weaved a really sort of... It works well, actually, playing on the internet as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially um, having a decker like Paolo. Fuck me. Who's going to be the hacker? Oh, let's get the guy who's got like a, a gas-powered internet. Let's get him <laughs> the big fucking hacker, shall we? Because he's in the top one quarter of his head. I've never met someone so incompetent at the internet. It was bonkers. <laughs> Like, what it? We but we yeah. all sat there incredulous at one point as we just looked at the top of his fucking head, like <laughs> just a pair of eyes, like Kilroy was here, like, peering yeah. over a fucking wall. Um, I thought he was having to like pedal under the table to keep his laptop going. <laughs> <laughs> like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think, I think it, I, it worked well doing that online because it was. Again, like we talked about loads of times before, you do lose something online when it comes to trying to build certain atmospheres. So yeah. that that was that whole that whole little campaign was so ludicrous that you weren't losing anything at all. Do you no, know what I mean, no, it would be totally, it would have been yeah. identical if we'd done it face to face. So that that's kind of the perfect like just like hilarious bubblegum brilliantness. It, it works online completely. I think really I think does. that's Shadowrun's that kind of universe where most insane shit can happen and it just doesn't seem out of place it just seems to fit it really does. yeah i thought the whole thing seemed like it didn't there's not one point where i went ah, that doesn't really fit with yeah, do you know what i mean it, it felt like um a very immersive and cohesive little world you'd built for us um i i also sort of there was there was a lot of things to, to enjoy about that but mostly it was just like that setting is a lot of fun you know what i mean it's That's i think it's I guess because we we all kind of dig shit like Akira and yeah, you know, yeah. and Blade Runner and you know 2000 AD. It it sort of it felt quite nice tr trying those shoes on for a bit and sort of wandering around yeah, that yeah, world yeah. instead of worrying about like um, um, well met dear maiden or whatever. It was just yeah, kind yeah. of you yeah. know, it's, it's no it's knowing the little things of of that setting in it. You know, yeah, the tropes and things like that that you can yeah. just sort of like pander to. I mean. <laughs> 
we all laughed a lot in that fucking game. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, mate, there was, there was some t- I was in fucking. Well, I was to be fair. I was most of the time I was in tears watching Paolo trying to operate. His <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it worked, didn't it? Having an incompetent hacker. I mean, it just it yeah, just sort it of led and, itself um, really well. I think Nate's hit the nail on the head. It's much easier to. And I know it sounds. It's much much easier to feel cool in that universe and playing those characters than oh, it yeah. does in a fantasy universe. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, you imagine yourself in a fucking you know trench coat or do you know what I mean? Whatever it is with a fucking crazy yellow Mohican or some shit. Yeah, it's just much easier to like not feel like a fucking idiot playing those characters. Whereas someone sometimes in the fantasy realm, you like you you pitch yourself walk struggle around a little bit, don't you? Yeah, leather, yeah. You know, leather jerking and stuff. And <laughs> Oh man, I look like a fucking melt. <laughs> the Joker. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... No, it's, I think I think you all embraced it, and like the fact that everyone put so much thought. I mean, I know you all don't realize, but the amount of thought you all put into your characters in the in the background, you all gave me the the stuff to work with. You know what I mean? So that you yeah. to like a little bit of a moment every game, I knew I could give someone something where they could do something and stand out. And have that little 30 seconds, you know what I mean? Yeah, have like a little moment or whatever. Yeah, and actually, yeah. No, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that, that, that way, but now you mentioned it. Yeah, everyone got like a kind of yeah. a moment to shine. It wasn't sometimes you play these games and, and larger personalities or whatever, or people who are more yeah, sort yeah, of like com- comfortable role playing might tend to, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you've all played sort of D&D and stuff where people kind of like are a little self conscious, perhaps. Um, yeah, so yeah. usually someone will just take the lead and everyone's just like, oh, okay, and it's all along. Um, but with this, I think because everyone's so well, well steeped in kind of weird cyberpunk weird shit, um, whether it's fucking Necromunda or Judge Dread or whatever, it, like I said, it just come really naturally in that, and, and the dialogue just fucking flowed because it was just like we're all talking like action movie, you know, stereotypes. It was, uh, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was really cool. That was so fun. I think you're naturally less led in that universe as well to be not so much of a good guy. Yeah, least, no, I quite agree. Definitely, you know, yeah, definitely. like at least be more like yeah. of an anti-hero or something like that. Whereas again, because yeah, you're all you're all just like pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing in a fantasy game is even if you play low fantasy, then don't I, try to be heroic. Don't you? Still, kind of being heroic, even if yeah. you're kind of determined to be a, a, kind of like a piece of shit, you somehow you get. I don't know why. I don't. I guess it's just because of like, uh, like the way the way fantasy films and stuff work. You always kind of end up being heroic. It might be like a little bit of a grey area, but in this, you can literally just be an absolute fucking knobhead. Yeah, totally. And the person <laughs> you're loyal to is 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 the money at the end of the day, and it that's all. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's, that's it. all because, that you care about getting paid, and it. Yeah, because we're doing that whole mercenary gig. It's not like you're given a quest to like go and rescue princess, or you know, like. Just, Demon or whatever it's it's more yeah. just like here's, here's the gig get on with yeah. it and it gives you the a lot person of- and the person you're working for is a piece of shit yeah no, exactly you've got to get is something to help someone be a bigger piece of shit than they already are yeah. you know, they're, they're not trying to they're not like, trying I don't to think it's- for humanity they're out for themselves everybody yeah I mean I suppose it's a sort of weird sort of like um, murder catalyst game isn't it but like um, yeah yeah totally what kind of made me laugh was just like um, yeah, everyone's doing this, this mad shit. Like I'm, I've never played a game where I was more kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? All right, I hate it when so, 
without other games we played where someone will come along and just p- purposely scupper the narrative or the way things are building and kill the tone. I yeah. was really conscious I didn't want to be that guy in this game. And do, do you know what I mean? And at, yeah, certain points, at some points I was a little concerned that maybe I was becoming that. But um, it, it sort of worked out in its own way anyway, didn't it? But uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things we did was um, like Nathan. Nathan's character, uh, Critical Bill, was uh, based on the guy from uh, Things We Do in Denver When We're Dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I ripped his name off completely. Yeah, yeah. Was, and he was suffering from severe PTSD. So um, one of the things that I did was while we were playing, I started recording like little little things to play as audio files while we were playing. Uh, so so like. Nate, all the characters had heard these little weird things and people and, and Nate had sort of taken it and Critical Bill go, what was that? And he kind of sort of got into this mentality where he was like hearing things. It was the idea with that was kind of like um where he you know he's this well equipped sort of soldier, you know, he's got the, the waterfront base and all this stuff, but he's essentially a fucking you, you know, he's got like got that kind of hair trigger. So I wanted to get the whole thing, you know, you know, you know it's like we're like everything's going great, here's the deal, and all of a sudden that guy goes, the fuck did you call me? You know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's constantly got that kind of like, kind of insecurity, whatever it might be. He started out, I just wanted to be, I mean, no offense to anyone. He's meant to be a closet homosexual. And um, <laughs> you, you, that, that's, that's why I kept reacting to the F-bomb. And that's why he would, he would do, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, yeah that's why I was kind of where I was going with that. But obviously we, we, we twisted it up and um uh body come up with a really good idea about the voices i was actually hearing um yeah so so what i did was i got a few people to record um like some select like audio files um based around critical bill and and the stuff that he'd done in a previous life as basically like working for like the cia or like a private contractor or whatever and i got rob moran and <laughs> etc to record these uh these little audio files with them talking to Critical Bill, and then was like playing them in the in the session and stuff. And and he was kind of oh, it was, it was it worked really well, didn't it? Yeah, like I would because re- I didn't know what was going on, so I was reacting to these voices that no one else could really hear. And obviously, that my behaviour, if you can picture it, none of us are in the same room. We're doing this it's all done over the internet. Here I am, kind of reacting to a voice that no, <laughs> no one else can really really hear. I thought it was a really good role yeah. play on everyone else's part because you know even when it was even when I wasn't talking. I was switching around or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was super. No, it was really, really fucking fun and cool. And I haven't done anything like that for ages. It was, you know, it was. I buzzed. I've been able completely. to. Us all being on the internet and on chat and stuff, it, like throwing in like Google Maps and shit like that. So yeah, we were and like scope out locations and shit like that. I thought that. Really, wow. I thought that worked really well. That was awesome. Where you could just look at your phone and bring up a map of downtown yeah. Seattle. Waterfront or what have you, and everyone's character was so different as well. And uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, like Pat Paolo, despite the fact his shit kept breaking down all the time, he was quite, quite a focused character. You know, it never he never acted out of type, did he? He was never like oh, totally. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and same with Steve. You know, he all he wanted was those clean kills and yeah, yeah, sniper yeah. shots all the time. Yeah, yeah. and and Dave's like kind of you know corrupted detective little little burp. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy it, Dave? I did I loved it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you know, you know, is such a piece of shit. 
Yeah, he's a he's, he's a proper little knobhead, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. pictured him. I pictured him looking like the guy from Fantasy Island in a fucking overcoat. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like knickknack. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. That is yeah. pretty much what he looks like. Um, <laughs> no, I really liked it, mate. And um, I, I love the kind of like the super. You, well, you know me. I love the super rules light version you did of it, mate. It was uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Just it just. I thought that it, it just combat. Like it just yeah, like. Yeah. It just works better over the internet, doesn't it? Not down and shit. Round a table, you do it a bit differently. But yeah, but it, it, and it works better in general. Yeah. It's more conducive in terms of when you're in combat, for example. It feels more like combat because combat, yeah, totally. move, yeah. in real life combat wouldn't move slow, would it? No, you're quite oh, right. It's that's, bang, 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 get it? Yeah. And, it's, and that's, that's definitely why. That's definitely why I took from it. I was just like. The, you know, I suppose when you're doing like medieval combat, it is grueling because it's just people hacking away at each other with swords. And yeah, it, but like, so, you know, yeah. when you yeah. when you're in the future and you're popping off rifles, you're not you're not going to have like ten yeah. turns of like getting shot. Oh, you get fucking banged yeah. with your donuts. Connor's you know? like fucking casting spells that make people's eyeballs explode and shit. Yeah, and he had that fire mage or whatever. There was just, yeah, just yeah. it was just cool shit, and I, I really liked the way people just reacted to each other or whatever. It was uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I really, I, I really enjoyed it, and I hope we can play it again because it was Dude, that bit, <laughs> fucking <laughs> bit where like we were outside that place, and um, <laughs> Dave just got in a car and drove it at those dudes. Then I yeah. shot those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just imagine. What was it like? Seven o'clock in the on, on in Seattle on seven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> outside a fucking Italian mafia restaurant. <laughs> There's a car. There's a car coming down the street to investigate you guys, and Dave just gets out of the car and literally goes at 100 miles an hour straight into the front of their car, and then Dave just stands on the street, <laughs> trench coat blowing in the wind, emptying a fully automatic drum-fed shotgun <laughs> to the side of the car. Fuck me, dude! It was cool. <laughs> it was like heat. That, that's, uh, that felt like heat that little bit. And yeah, that was insane. Yeah. I think that's the cool thing. Like when you when you have that kind of. I think we're all on the same page. It was kind of hard boiled, but also kind of bubblegum dumb shit. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely like to play that again. Yeah, with the, with those characters as well. Actually, I, I think yeah, it's fun to see, yeah, yeah. Like, see what happens next with those guys. Yeah. So we um, last last night or night before? No, night before Monday night. We played that uh, Bolly Run that Mall Bog. Have you heard of that? No, yeah. I saw you put the thing up. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, it's like a, I think it's Swedish or Norwegian. It's based on like uh, black and doom metal. Okay. Like the, it's set in like the end times, so it's like a medieval thing, and it's like a there's like a plague ravaging the world, and everyone's like just. No. I wonder what that's it's like. like. Real, it's like real, like lo-fi. The character's got like five hit points. Good, I like that. Uh, it's 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 pretty grim, it's proper proper grim stuff. It was good. Yeah, Bolly ran it, and it was uh, really enjoyed it. Like the the book, I've seen the book at his house, and mate, YouTube would buzz over the fucking production values of it and shit like the pages are like lined with like gold around the edges and holy shit oh it's so fucking good like the illustrations oh, stuff are so good fucking brilliant real really i've never even heard of that until when you put the pictures up i liked it because it looked a bit, it looked like a bit like um oh man what's the what's the guy he did some artwork for us fuck um uh, what sorry bevna no, it's the guy. You know, the guy did the T-shirt with the rats and stuff on it that we never really used. That Dungeon Punks thing is what the really gnarly stuff. Oh, um, you know, like yeah. Um, it, the artwork looked a bit like his that kind of style from what yeah, yeah, thing you, yeah. you put up, but yeah, it looks fucking fun. Was it? So was it like a yeah. one and done kind of gig or? Yeah, 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 yeah. You couldn't. I don't think you could run it 
as a campaign, the characters are just not. So you know what? I'm I'm warming up to these ideas of these kind of like little, just little one shots, like yeah. little short kind of like you know, maybe four sessions and done kind of thing, and then yeah, maybe yeah. pick up well, again another time. I think that's the way to go because committing to long term campaign, especially as you know life goes on, people are sort of got more and more on their plate. Just trying to find the time to play a, a game that's so, consistent is yeah. virgin on fucking impossible. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely warming up to that idea. Like, you know, you could theoretically get together and do like, you know, this is only going to be like that that Shadowrun thing. We did four episodes, four two hour yeah. sessions or whatever it was, and that yeah. got my I got my fix. It felt good. We had we all had fun and were laughing, and it was a great time. And that was everything I wanted out of a role playing game yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, at this point in my life, I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's like, that that holds a lot of appeal. Yeah, it's good because it was uh, me, Connor. Uh, JCB and Gav Scouse with Bolly running it, and yeah, it was it was cool. How did Bolly get on DMing? Yeah, really good. Yeah, he's like really good. At it. Yeah, really descriptive. Just in that kind of league fantasy world, like yeah, I can imagine he's good at that sort of thing. You know, I mean, Bolly's Bolly's quite an idiosyncratic human being. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think he'd make quite a good like uh, mental. Yeah, a DM in that world. I'll tell you who who I think he would be like. Um, in Excalibur, Merlin. That's what I think Bolly yeah, would be yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <don't> <laughs> um, that's yeah. cool. Uh, would you play that game again, do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd play it again, but is that, is, I think we've got quite a lot of other stuff to play. Because um, you know what it's like about buying stuff. He's always buying stuff these days. So He's on one, is he? Yeah, the other thing we are talking about was doing that. You know how we do that? Um, he's got that little wrestling role-playing game you can do as well. Yeah. So he's talking about doing like a like um you get a death match like J- japan tournament thing everyone, amazing. Has, everyone has one wrestler then you just yeah. all like yeah just go for it amazing that's so cool man and this sort of thing yeah yeah so i wish that i wish that fool would run 2000 ad game that's what i'm holding yeah definitely for. yeah yeah we need to do that that's that's my that's what i'm sort of yearning for at the moment and i think i think ball would be great to run that yeah did you what what did you play what else have you played then Okay, so yeah, I ended up. Um... <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I got into two. I, I got into two things. Um, the first one, I'll say, I invited to participate in um, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Okay, and um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen the artwork around. I, I, I love the name Dungeon Crawl Classics, and all the artwork and things I've seen of it. I've also thought, oh, that looks cool, but I've never looked any further into it because do I need another fucking medieval fucking role-playing game in my life? Um, yeah, I've been pretty immersed in writing my own lately. And do you know what I'm saying? You get you kind of spent on stuff, don't you? I was like, yeah, I probably won't ever bother with that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we've had this free time. Um, I don't have an Xbox or a PlayStation, so I'm out of the Call of Duty fucking... Um, <laughs> Circle, so I needed to fucking find some new friends to do this with. So I jumped in on um, Nick Barron. Has the reason that this I got around to this Nick Barron had put a thing up um, who does Breaker Games, Third Party Records, whatever, Half Mast. Yep. Um, and he he put together a fanzine and put it on Kickstarter. Um, and it was a Dungeon Crawl Classics module, more or less. Um, I, I I like the look of it. The art was really cool. If nothing, I yeah. you know I like supporting other you know punk people doing stuff. It was like it was a couple of bucks or whatever. So I'll I'll pitch in for. Anyway, um, 
he, I don't know how it came about. Um, he'd put a thing up, maybe, maybe it was on Dungeon Punk's uh, Facebook page or something, but he'd, he'd said that he, was, he wanted to run something. And I think it's because Goodman Games, the company that makes Dungeon Punk Classics, they have an online convention. I guess normally they have a, oh, okay. an, an event or something. Um, yeah, yeah. That's been cancelled to, you know, buying the bike. Um, and then online, I think Nick, he, he was planning on running this at the event, and I think he wanted to, like, dry run it first. Um, yeah, yeah. So he said, look, you know, you want to get involved? I, I was interested. Uh, the, the time's married up. You know, it was like it was like 6 o'clock here. We're going to stay up late or anything, so it wasn't like a massive inconvenience or anything. Um, so it was myself. Um, and we did have a Discord. I've never used that before either. Um, right, right. Uh, me, Brinton was in there. Under 19, you know, I was quite surprised right. to see each other in there. Yeah. Um, two other guys who I wasn't familiar with, but I think they were punk guys given their screen names. And Nick was running it. Um, and yeah, I, you know, it, prior to that, he'd he'd sent us um, like an Excel spreadsheet, and it was like more or less like an instant character generator. He you had know, like a formula in there to. Uh, make a oh, character, right, okay. um, yeah, yeah. and they, they call it a funnel system. It took me a little while to get my head around it, but it, it's basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. I've never, I've, re- I've heard about it, but I've never understood it. I'll, I'll explain it real quick. So, so basically, you, you, it's not like you're a bunch of heroes already. You would sort of wander into a bar and go, "Oh, well, this looks like an exciting mission on the wall. I'll, I'll go off and do that." Instead, what it is is like you're a bit like in the old Warhammer Fantasy roleplay game. You, you're a humble. You're just a fucking schmuck. Do you know what I mean? You're like a, a baker or a candlestick maker or. You know, somebody digs graves or something like you're literally just a, a block. Um, you don't have classes or anything, like you stop at level zero. And yeah, yeah. because these things, these people have like three hit points each because they're, they're, they're nothing, they're, you know, they're, they've got no fucking skills. They, you know, they might have a weapon that's related to their business. So if you were a tailor, you might have a pair of scissors or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the final system is where you basically have each player has four characters, yeah. okay, or however many. And you and you roll into the dungeon, like it'd be like taking a bloke from the the get petrol station down the road, you know Johnny from the co-op, and just right, you're off into a dungeon. Crack on, so you sort of okay. walk into this thing. Yeah, and it's, you, you, you fucking clue. You realise very early on that you could burn through these characters real quick. You, you basically roll in, like, roll in like a you, you sort of roll in like a mob. Um, and if, obviously, if, if you start to grow attached to one particular character. Maybe maybe keep them at the back because <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like gonna uh, die. they're probably yeah. going to die. So um, and you get XP based upon like like you would anything else. You know, like um, you know, um, accomplishing things or fighting monsters or what have you. But um, it was I, know, I, I really liked it because it was just, it it made life <laughs> life was very cheap in that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, one of the guys he lost he lost all his guys and he was out of the game. It's like, see, oh, like, he, right. lost, he lost four dudes. Um, anyway, so you, you basically have this spreadsheet. It does all the work for you. Yeah, I, I didn't have to roll a single fucking dice to create a character. Yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 randomly done. And, and that was that. Um, and, and off we went. Um, and it was cool. Like, we just we wish, we went on this little sort of like on this mission. We had to go into like a dungeon. And it was like, you know, we found a corpse on this covered bridge, and there was some artwork in the game. We didn't have video camera, just not with like um, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking great. Do you know what I mean? Nick's a really good DM. It was super fun. Um, it wasn't like heavy or law heavy. I think like it was just it was very simple. 
And it just it was like playing a game when you were a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. here's what's in front of you. A dungeon crawl. Yeah, basically, yeah. And the, 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 the role-playing game itself, like I bought it. Book. You've got that, you Dave, this Dungeon Classics book. Yeah, it's part of Dave's house. Yeah, he's put it in the basement. It's fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. massive. But I read it the other day and it's, it's rules light. Do you know what I mean? Most of that book is fucking cells. The actual, the kind of ethos of the game is very much our our cup of tea. You know what I mean? I was reading it. I was like, God damn, this is fucking sweet. More Probably yeah, more yeah. so than D&D or whatever. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you don't have a class, and you just you, you battle for his fucking dungeon, and it and it is it's really great. Like Britain sort of burnt for a couple of his characters, and I, I think I st- one of mine ran away, but the other three sort of like, <laughs> the other the other three were like holding it down. So I, I was kind of battling through this dungeon, you know, squatted up with these other guys. And it, was, it was just super fun. I don't know. It's, it's wild away a couple of hours very pleasantly, no yeah, yeah. real hassles, and it was just I don't know. I just got, it, the world wasn't particularly in depth and there wasn't like a load of rules i didn't have loads of checks or skills because you are literally some chump you, you ain't got yeah, yeah. skills you know you got a pair of fucking scissors or and like secateurs or whatever and good luck yeah, yeah. um and yes yeah, so i was really really fucking fun and he he asked me if i wanted to play again which i did he, he ran basically two sessions of the same game i think he probably ran again at the cyclops con which is the name of oh, that right yeah, thing. yeah. um but he he had two groups. He, poor Nick had he done our group, and then he did literally ran the same adventure straight after. And both parties got to the, the same sort of point. And I think the plan oh, was right. to merge the players who wanted to continue rather than like, you who had just done it for a, a test or whatever. But obviously, yeah, with, yeah. with know, eight players over a couple of continents trying to manage a schedule is absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I. I've said to him that I'd like to continue, but obviously I think it worked out that they were going to start doing it at midnight till three in the morning, and I, I don't want to play that much. So um, yeah, that's that's not for you, that is it? No, that's not for me. I'm I can't be doing that shit more. But um, even so, Nick was great, and it was a wonderful game, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and you know it was really really fun. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, no, it was wicked. What was the other thing that you did, Dave? You've done any of this stuff, have you? Because you've been working a lot. Yeah, I've been I've been working on that, and then <laughs> apart from the shallow one, I've just been playing Call of Duty. So, um... <laughs> hey, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, you? Yeah, I've been I've been I'm saying as you know, I've been I've been like flying through books, like I'm fucking absolutely. Rin- I've I've been really struggled reading over the last six months, and I've just been flying through them at the moment. So that's that's yeah, nice. Um, so, um, what, what did Ange have to say about Call of Duty Day? Big <laughs> fan. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Supporting all my endeavors, mate. All my fans. Yeah, she's really tough when you screaming your head off about helicopters at a half. <laughs> yeah, she she was yeah. She, she she said she woke up at about half one in the morning and all she could hear was me go, "There's a helicopter! There's a helicopter!" Over and over again. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Fuck me. Anyway. How these women put up with us? It's a fucking joke. I don't know. Absolutely nonsense. I'm pretty sure there's one more game we haven't covered, Body, your game with Brendan and everyone. Yeah, yeah, so there's two games we haven't covered. Was it? Because there's, there's my one with the, uh, the Englishman, the Irishman, and the Scotsman, isn't there? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About that, that. That, that classic joke. Yeah. Um, Nate, you, Nate, you cover yours first. Oh, Nate. <laughs> okay, so the other, other thing I did was when <laughs> for some reason I was on one that week. We'd done Shadow. I, I literally had. Oh, I played with Steve as well. Steve ran a. 
fucking loads of shit. I did fucking loads one week. I literally had a different game each night. Um, yeah, yeah. Diff- different stuff. Uh, Steve's on was great. I, I don't need to cover it. It's fucking Steve's our boy. Uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, even though some of the other players are a, 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 a touch uh, odd. <laughs> but that was again one of those examples of like where you, you a, a personality has to take a leader because the others were like, "Well, I'm a reticent barbarian." It's like, "Bitch, you're playing online. Don't be quiet. Stood there, contribute." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, I was a fucking. I think I was a cleric or a paladin or some shit, and it was, it was up to me to start, you know, tipping tables over in bars just to get shit happening. Um, oh, anyway. shipping. <laughs> um, what's this thing? Oh, yeah. So anyway. Um, what I had done, well, I think one, it was the same day I must have seen, uh, you know, next game. Um, I'm in d- different uh, a group for um, the old Fine Fantasy books, okay. And um, I guess it's, it's a lot of kind of middle aged white, white guys, you know. Um, and uh, one of these fellas said, "I want I want to run a game of uh, advanced Fine Fantasy, you know, which is something you could play with other people. You know, it's like a very simple um, rule set." Now I've not played that since I was maybe fourteen. Um, and even then, it was a very crude version of it. So I was like, you know, I'm familiar with that world. It's not going to be too much of a stretch for me. So, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll jump in. And it was about, I think, about six people had originally signed up for it. I didn't know any of them. Um, it boiled down to being, like, maybe there was three, especially four of us, one dude didn't show up, um, which meant I could not not show up because I felt shit. Um, and, um, and, a, and the DM. And it was kind of weird. You know, it's, it's kind of weird playing with a bunch of people. You, like, at least in Nick's game, you're all punks, you know what I mean? So you kind of have that kind of shared vernacular. Yeah, you've got that, yeah, shared familiarity yeah, with each other. You, you've got something in common. You can, you know, if I make a, a joke about a chain of strength, chances are they're going to get it. But with these dudes, <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't have a fucking, I got no common ground at all. So I was like, God damn. And you all know what I'm like. I'm not the most, you know, sociable creature at the best of times. But um, it was all right, you know, like we, we got into it and it was like, um, what character did I play? I, I, I took Muta, you know, like Muta from our game. I just took him and transplanted him into yes. into this because um, it was set in the old world, and I was like, right, I'll, I'll be a monk because there was already a sort of a, a, like a Templar sort of thing, and another guy was uh, like um, I don't know, roguish, roguish fellow. No, sorry, the the, the the two the two dudes were both like holy men, and then there was me, and I was like, right, if I'm going to be the monk, then I'm going to be like just wandering, sort of Ronin kind of guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did that, and it was cool. I guess you know they're, they're nice guys, and um, their play style was a little bit different to ours. You don't uh, realize that until you play with people there, right? Um, yeah. it, I always sort of thought like, okay, we can, you know, we're not so different from everyone else. Yeah, sure, we can be a bit rough around the edges or what have you, but um, these guys, they're just they were quite straight laced. Not so much yeah. the DM. He was he's he, he was great, and the other dudes are not certainly not unpleasant, but they were just quite. Yeah. For example, when have we in any of our DM in any of our games worried about the number of provisions in our pack? <laughs> have, I ever, have I ever said to you guys, you're out in the middle of the desert? How much salted beef do you have in your yeah. um, about your knapsack? Never, because it doesn't. Uh, I always like to make sure I had enough Johnnies. <laughs> <laughs> for, just for shagging. Yeah, shagging that we get Shagging. Um anyway, so we're traipsing through this dungeon and there was a bit where we hadn't really sort of fought anyone or anything like that. we were coming up to an encampment, okay, that was clearly an old ruin or something, had a load of goblins, but they also had like a a, a human sort of leader, if you like. 
And so I sort of took the initiative. I was like, yo, I'll, I'm, the, I'm the, the selfie guy. I'll sneak up on the building. One second, guys. Idiot. <laughs> sounded like you just smashed the window then. Bloody. Oh, did, did just frankly, <laughs> a cock. Give a second, boys. Smash. <laughs> Give a second, I'm just going to put a brick through my window. Um, <laughs> So anyway, we, you know, we, we roll up on this encampment or whatever. Um, you know, it's like a, a toll sort of bridge kind of thing. And, you know, straight away, I was sneaking around doing, like, you know, sneaky shit. Um, and we had to, I, I sort of had to push these guys. I said, look, you're both, you're both like home men. You could kind of like bluff your way through this and just say you're, um, just say you're traveling through. Do you know what I mean? This is like, oh, one second, man. What the fuck is with you, friend? Can you hear him? Oh, yeah. A podcast about your dog. I know, innit? All of podcasts have been like, do you know what I mean? Typified by a fucking dog piping up ever since day one. Shout out, feet, rest in peace. Anyway, we finally get past this and get into the dungeon or whatever. And, you know, it was a fairly sort of like standard dungeon crawl, really, just sort of traipsing through and. There was some cool stuff that like you would call monster and shit like that. Um and the descriptions are really great. And the world I was already familiar with the world because obviously I've played it loads when I was a fucking kid. So I mean there was very little I didn't have to dig too deep with it, do you know what I mean? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, we were just doing weird shit. Like so we, we get into this game and like, we run into this room and there's all these this, these two big you'd love it, but these two big spiders come creeping out. Oh for uh, two two giant spiders and we were doing it on Roll20, and he had, like, it was actually very cool the way he did on Roll20 because he was playing music through the, um, start playing music through the, the thing, and the match was really good. Uh, and because we were going through a dungeon, if you have a torch, you can only see what's immediately in front of you. The rest of the uh, screen is in darkness. So it was, it was really kind of cool in that respect. Like a fog like of war, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking Ooh. sweet. Um, so anyway, we... <laughs> I, I make my big move because I want to take out this spider because it's chasing one of the other guys. So I go running across the room and try to do something cool, you know, like a big I don't know, jumping strike or whatever. And I roll, I roll two fucking stinkers. I rolled a double one. So I was absolutely, yeah. I fucked it. Fell on the floor. And I'm down. And like, just the other, the other guy was just a total punisher. So I rolled my damage or whatever. I took a bit of a fucking hit and I'm prone on the floor. And the other dude's like, who, um, who, who's on my team is going, yes, but if you rolled uh, the two ones, that means you are super critical, so you must take damage of this other. He's one of the people who knows every chart in the fucking book. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. And he was going on and on and on about it to the point where I just went, mate, shut up. You're not, you're not helping <laughs> me. Yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I said, I appreciate what you're trying to do and that you know the rules, but don't tell him all of them. Do you know what I mean? Is there anything else you want to do? I said, like, <laughs> I, I said, like you want to just kind of like, stick your sword up my ass as well while I'm laying there on the floor because you're not fucking helping. Um, and that's when I realised that obviously I am me, and everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone else is not. And um, yeah, it, 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 so it made one of the other guys laugh low. So when I kicked off, off at him, so yeah, I, can, yeah. I can only assume that he probably didn't want him to say the same thing. Um, yeah, totally, totally. But other than that, it was it was just really it's just pretty much standard. I mean, it didn't it wasn't too taxing. The guys were nice. Yeah, that's that's really all I've got for you. It's uh, it was just, it just made me. Made me appreciate you guys a little bit more because I thought, oh, this is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is quite different to how we do things. But yeah, yeah, it's all yeah it's, imagine. Uh, it, it was like wearing your Sunday best armor. You know what I mean? It was, it was kind of weird. 
But anyway, go on, Bordy. What would you tell us about your little thing? So we did um, uh, E. Connor, who, uh, Dungeon Punks, uh, Brinton, and then Chris Collar from Wildlands. Uh-huh. Stairs played played in a game that Brendan from Full Metal RPGs run called uh, Esoteric Enterprises. Which is yeah, like- I, was, I was listening to his podcast about this. So I'm, I'm curious because I, I, I listened to him the other day and you yeah. lot came up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it made for an interesting listen, so I'd love to hear your version of it. Yeah, so no, it's cool. It's like um, you, you kind of play like uh, like these scummy dudes who sort of run like the underworld of uh, ours is set in um, Detroit, and you kind of like run the underworld, and you kind of put one finger or one foot in the sort of like esoteric element of the underworld, like you know demons and shit like that. Sure, we we were working for like this wizard. We had to find this um, horde of um, magical items that this other wizard, had, when he died, he got bequeathed to nobody. So this um, was being protected by this a, a black shug. Okay, so had, fair. It was cool, man. It was like uh, you do. It's like you said, like it's like old school role playing. So you guys have got like no skills, like, five hit points. You're just absolute shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it changed, so, it changed yeah, it's cool. though, didn't it? It, it yeah, totally. changes yeah, yeah. way because. I, this is what I noticed. Sorry to jump in and chime in, but what I noticed about when you in, in, compared to playing D and D, you have all these skills and you sit there and you go, ah, "How strong am I? Or can, can I go? Can I read? You know, you know, Doc's handwriting or whatever it fucking be. You know, special skill." Um, in these games, you don't have any of that shit, do you? Literally, just like you become a lot more frugal with how you play the game. Yeah, so, so the way he's doing it is he's running two games of this at once. He's got our group and he's got another group of guys. Yeah. Who, Near him, and, the, yes. and we're both we're both within the same city at, on the same timeline. So stuff that we do and stuff that they do inter- interferes with each other's games. Crazy. And the idea is at some point, yeah, which groups round and we like play with some of those guys and they play with us and it kind of like it's like it's like a like a living breathing thing. It's really good. The rule, the rule book seems pretty cool. It's written by an English girl. Yeah, I heard him talking about it and about yeah. the girl who wrote it. She was she was something to do with um, Lamentations. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, I think so. I think she was one of those. Yeah, one of those crew. Yeah, but she's put a bit of distance between herself. And I think so. I think after yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. really get involved. In that, no. Yeah, yeah, it's really um, it's, it's good. I, I've I've enjoyed it. It's uh, the way Brendan's the Brendan's way of like storytelling is so fucking. It's really really good. Like the way he, he, how does he win it then? How does how does Brendan win, win it then? Mate, there's literally no. I think uh, we've played two sessions, and he, he has a strict thing where you only play for three hours as well. Okay, you go come on. We start at nine, and then we'll be finished by twelve or whatever. You know okay. what I mean, go. You don't go past that. Yeah. Right, and and it usually finishes before that. And he says, right. So just the way he describes stuff is really really good. He's like really. A real good way of describing the environment that you're in. You know what I mean? Real, like you get a real like buy-in of what he's trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's good. And like this this guy we're working for, this wizard. You know, we kind of like started off in like a bar, and this and this sort of fixer came over and said, "Oh, wizard wants you to do some stuff for him," and ended up like going to his like bookstore and shit. And it's it's fucking cool, man. I play like um this um. 
like a monster, like a big game hunter, but he like hunts like monsters for trophies. Okay. He's like an ex, um, what you call it, you know, like, I can't, what you call him, shit. You know, like, um, like the guy in, oh my fucking God, the Wind River. Yeah. You no, know, he's like a park ranger or whatever. Yeah. My guy's like one of, like used to be one of those. And then now okay. he's to like, hunting like monsters for trophies for people and shit. Oh, and, weird. Uh, okay. Like a, what, like a poacher kind of thing? Or? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I play like this poacher dude and, um, a place like a like a like a Doctor Frankenstein sort of thing. You like builds like golems in his basement, and like yeah, okay. people that he kidnaps and kills, and all this kind of shit. So he's like a, he's called like a spook. He's like a spook house. Rather than being a human, he's like a monster. Okay, yeah. Um, and then the others are play like they're mostly like play criminals stuff. It's, it's just really good. Like the way the way he's got the city's like up and shit and the fact that you're playing like a real life place i mean i got nixed one of my character ideas got nixed because we got like a group chat and uh <laughs> this i had this character idea I was like yeah so i'm gonna play this like priest this pedophile priest he was like on, on the run because everyone's found out it's a pedophile and this thing and, and one of the guys was like nah we're gonna have to wait card that <laughs> i was like okay. wow i did number two <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, Bordy, that it does seem like a stretch for you, given that, like, yeah. <laughs> given how awkward you find a lot of, well, given how awkward you find sex with children. Um, I yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, wait, how did you even fucking I was follow? thinking, yeah. I, was th I was thinking, like, so he'd, he'd, like, end up dealing in, like, the dudes in 8mm. Yeah, like snuff movies. And, and yeah, they end up getting in, like, go to that black market thing, and they've got all the snuff films and shit. I was thinking it'd, be, it'd kind of be like embroiled in that kind of scene, and that, and he'd end up, you know, working for the underground, like all all the demons and monsters of the city and stuff, because he was into like trading shit that people couldn't get. Yeah, and, then, and so I had that idea, and the guy was like, ah, "I'm not playing that." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm like, Bordy got, got, got shut down, Bordy, which is yeah, uh, fair, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, I think then he was like, true. then he was like, "Yeah, if it wasn't kids, if they were like 15, 16, I was like, "Nah." I don't <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not having that. So, you know I mean? <laughs> she, said she, she said she was 18. It's got that written all over it. <laughs> nah, mate. Joke, joke, mate. Yeah, so, right. Is there any chance yeah. they sing for a pop punk band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or champion. Or <laughs> Sensio. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Repeat. <laughs> So, wow. Birdie, is there any chance that you went into um, a lot of detail about what kind of trousers your character was wearing, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, totally, mate. Yeah, I did like oh. a full like full rundown of gear that he was wearing, like yeah, Arturo's jacket. Yeah, yeah, I bet Brendan really buzzed off that. And the boots. Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, you've really you've really set the scene. I even like went into like what guns, what caliber guns he was using and stuff. Yeah, they they were really buzzing about it. Yeah, 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 definitely. I bet they loved it. <laughs> When you were like, when you were like, when you was, when you said you were wearing an Arctic jacket, did he did Brendan just think that was like a partial word for denim cut off jacket? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he said, "What battle patches have you got on it?" <laughs> Could you imagine body in a battle jacket? Oh no, he would have a big back print. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty patches all over it. I want to see Bordy in a sleeveless, sleeveless battle jacket, 
like a real modern Iron Maiden t-shirt, <laughs> camouflage jogging pants, and like full leather walk, high tech walking boots. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Having the outfit to see him in. I just describe my mate James. Imagine if we ever get back into airsoft and boardy tipped up in that. <laughs> 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 He's Milsim outfit. This <laughs> 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 is it's his Wacken Will uh, Milsim outfit. <laughs> When you come as Gros Rock Special Ops. International International terrorists of compromise (laughs) lineup of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see him wear that now. I can't get that image out of my head. Fucking hell. It's the new Iron Maiden shirt. We've still got the creases and we're taking it out of the packet. Straight to the world of H and V. Yeah, fucking tongue. Wow, I'm done. I'm glad you had a good time, buddy. You guys have been you as a a group. We've done more role playing in the last like eight weeks than we have. Yeah, Yeah. it's because when we do get around to doing this, what we do is sit around taking a piss anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we like the idea of role playing a lot more than we do the actual, <laughs> the actual practice. Like, you know I mean? that's why that's why the other two have started another podcast. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Like, you three yeah. don't do fucking anything. It's like, it's like when you say it. The first thing you ask when we talk about role playing is, "How many dice rolls did you have to do?" <laughs> and the less, like most most people into role playing would think, the more dice rolls, the better, isn't it? But we're like, we're like, like wow, brilliant. <laughs> No maths, awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. If you spend more time playing the game than like eating the curry, you've done it wrong. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah definitely. This, this, this is the thing you understand about dungeon farms. We have, we have different priorities to everyone else. This is around to take the piss. Um, good. Good. good chatting. The priority. I, I actually listened to um, the newest Full Metal RPG today. Uh, the one about I don't know if it's the newest actually. One of the newer ones. One about um, uh, balancing game. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and they, they were saying the same thing. It's just everyone's got different um, priorities, haven't they? A lot of people, D and D or whatever it is, role playing is just the reason to get together with friends and, and chat shit. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Same as anything. That's it's always been the case with us, hasn't it? So yeah, totally. We get through um, stuff. I mean, you know, we're not complete fucking. We're just not that uber serious about it, are we? I mean, you look at some of these people who are super serious about. Like when we're playing. I, I like to think that we actually, we you know, we get fully involved and immersed in what we're doing. It just takes us, yeah, a, yeah. It just it takes us a while to get to that point. But once we're in, we're in. That's um, yeah, absolutely.
I was, I've been thinking, I was thinking we, I think listeners' questions, I think we should put into its own little separate podcast. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because, dude, we've got like 20 questions, mate, and the pod's already like two hours, something long. Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, so I think I think we do another little special episode where we just give proper time to. Okay, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like we've got like real, you know, people want to know what like our favorite curry is. We can't just spend like a minute on that. Oh, that's not. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that, a that requires. We you got to respect the question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, you can't. Totally. Just, I can't just pop off an answer like that. There's a lot of considerations. What sort of day is it? Is it hot out? Um, yeah, 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 totally. You know how how my bowels feeling. Um, do they serve mango lassi? Do they serve? Do they, Dave? That's the question. Do you remember that? I'll never forget that when you ordered all that fucking mango lassi and it put like literally 20 quid extra on our fucking bill. You are. So, where was that? Sorry about me and mango lassi. That was at Games Day. Fucking, you fucking bastard. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even drink any. Uh, another time, another time we went out and I drank a whole jug of it and I got really sick. Yeah, yeah no, I remember that too. Yeah, when Jenny was with us, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the first time she met you. She couldn't believe that. <laughs> All that mango lassi to himself. <laughs> Just that fucking animal when it comes to mango lassi. All that yogurt, Dave. Jesus fucking okay. Christ. Main course, isn't it? What <laughs> yeah. is that? Liquid lunch. Um, we, so we'll p- put the questions in a separate episode. Uh, but, d- Nate, do you want to talk well, br- briefly, as you like, or whatever, about uh, what you've been what you've been working on and should soon to be released through Dungeon Oh, Home. shit. Yeah, okay. So all this time off has given me sort of no excuse, basically, to toss off doing the thing I've been sort of farting around with for the better part of six months. And that is um, writing a, another module. I say another module. That's the first one I've done. But it's basically set in the Dungeon Punk world, if you like. Dave sort of kicked it off with um, uh, In the Name of Suffering. And then I thought anything Dave can do, I can do, you know, basically, I didn't mean that in a horrible way, but I mean, you inspired me to like, go, okay, fair enough, he's, he's got his shit together, I, I've got no excuses. Um, so I've been working away on this thing, and it, it basically sort of sprung out of a out of a scenario that we ran in, one, in our campaign a couple of years ago, that just, it was just a lot of fun. Anyway, I took that idea and sort of turned it into something a little more, you know, I added some different elements to it and whatnot. Um, I don't know, I just, I've just tried to, to make something that I thought would be fun. So I've had the idea, the basic sort of like skeleton of it for quite some time, written down in bits and pieces on notepads, but nothing sort of more than that. Um, and I'd run that, I'd play tested it a few times, so I knew that the mechanics of it worked before I actually sort of got down to writing it all up, you know what I mean? So I tried You've to- You've been play it quite a while. Yeah, I've play tested it five different times in different iterations because I, I, I want it to be right. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing worse for, for me, it would be annoying if I put something out and there's, gonna be, there's always gonna be some kind of Picks holes in it, but I wanted to make it kind of as watertight as I could in terms of how it all was linear or the different pieces sort of like worked and the mechanics of the game and so on. So I've been farting around with it for quite some time anyway. Finally knuckled down and got on with it. Um, and it ended up being it's quite it's quite long, it's like 40 48 pages or something like that. That's before illustrations, um, which sounds a lot. It's not. There's quite a lot of sort of like NPC statistics and things like that that are available. But yeah, I've, tried, yeah. I've, I've tried to make it quite um, sort of manageable for people. Not, I don't mean that rudely. I mean in the terms like it should be fun to play. So I've given the scenario, the characters involved, here's the objective, here's how you kind of might want to get to that. But I've put different elements in it. So there's not too much battle. There's some fighting. 
there's some sort of problem solving there's some connections to be made there's a sandbox element in one part of it as well so that people don't feel constrained or railroaded do you know what i'm saying i just try to like make it try touch everyone's sweet spot if you like um yeah totally and hopefully it, it, people I mean, when i play test i've always had really good feedback and it's just people being nice because i'm glaring at them more whether they actually enjoyed it but, <laughs> um you know it's whenever i've run it people seem to be like great and it gets the reaction i want i like i like the kind of like visceral response from people you know when i ran it at, um uh was it trial by dice or chill or whatever we did like sam yeah, trial by dice and, i had sam green and gab i've played it with like lots of different people like people outside of our sort of friendship group us you know all sorts you specifically ran games in late you you put it you put it online for randoms nothing to do with dungeon punks or Carhammer, people to um come test us for it didn't you and you ran it a few times at that yeah point, yeah. Yeah, yeah i did simply because you know I love you guys to pieces, but you know, I, I, sometimes it's quite difficult to be um, as unbiased as we might like to be, isn't it? So I thought the best I thing I can it. do yeah, is, yeah. Is, 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 is put it to people who I have no connection to or who do play, like we were talking about, like kind of stiffs or whatever, because they're the people who are going to, they'll find the whole Civilians. You, yeah, cities. You, the likes of us, are, you know, we're all very forgiving with each other and we gloss over little gaps or whatever and we get on with it. But I thought... If, if you're making a product you put out the world I, it, I can't expect everyone to be that way so yeah anyway so i played it and i've, I've got quite a lot of time into writing it I, i'm trying to make the you know right you know, put actually put a bit of effort into doing so and i've put quite a few hours into it. anyway it, it the document is, is shaping up and we're pretty much there i think there's a couple of like might do a little a couple of rewrites here and there where my I've been lazy with the language and it, it just goes from being all proper to actually sounding like me. Which no one really wants. And um, yeah, we're almost there. And hopefully that's going to be, I'm hoping I'll have the artwork and stuff together in about, hopefully by um, the middle of May. And then we can get it out there and, and, and make it a thing. I'm hoping that once um, this lockdown is complete, that we can actually have like a bit of a, a little party or something, you know, like something where we can all we'll yeah, yeah. get get together and have like an evening. Invite other people, you know, we'll have, we'll have some games and run it or what have you. And I don't know, you know, just have a little bit of time, something to look forward to. I thought it might be fun. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got this, um, I've got the artwork. Uh, Joe's done some. Rich has done some. Rich is working on the maps as we speak. There's not there's not a great deal of like that kind of stuff in it. It's, it's quite sort of narrative-y, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah. And you can sort of shoehorn it into a campaign. It, it is, then, yeah. yeah, it is. It is quite sort of dark and and moody. But um, you know, what do you expect? You know, <laughs> fucking, we're never going to be a fucking laugh, was it? Um, no. So yeah, and I, I've researched it quite heavily, and it's it ended up you know writing itself in certain ways. But I, I'm really, I'm quite, quietly, quite proud about how it how it's come out. And, I think it's um, good. I, I read it the other night. I thought it was good. You've had a read, didn't you? Anything uh, you didn't like, or I mean, what we thought? Oh no, no, I thought it was good. Cool. I liked it. There you go. That was that was that uh, honest, honest Thanks, <laughs> feedback you have to make. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Thanks, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I, I said something. <laughs> some of the character, some of the character names just needed changing to in with the background. Yeah, which is you know, and which that kind of done, just. I've done that. Yeah, I was I was sort of aware of a few of those things, and um, yeah. you know, you know, you have something like a working title sort of thing. You think, right, well, I'll get around to changing that at the end or whatever, and just you know. never get around to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why I kind of wanted other people to have a quick 
flick through. And sometimes, sometimes you're too tunnel vision with it as well, aren't you? You don't. Yeah, you get stuck in the middle of it. And it's just like it's all... I've written it enough now to the point where I'm fucking bored of it, and um, yeah. <laughs> I want it out of my life. Um, so anyway, I, I think the next one I I do, I'm hoping that we will all do together. Well, it's uh, it's what I'm looking forward to. But uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the, what I was going to say was. Um, I wanted to get some extra artwork for it, and I kind of knew the tone I wanted. And I know we've got bits and pieces of artwork sitting around, you know, that we've got off different artists or whatnot. And I kind of knew exactly what I wanted. So, um, Tom, I have, you know, you're my Ager. Um, Rob played a gig with his uh, on a, some months ago now, <clears throat> and um, we were chatting. He gave me a T-shirt, you know, just like, you know, have a shirt or whatever. And I looked at it, I was like, that fucking cool on it, man. Like, you did it. And he said, I was this, um, uh, a friend of theirs or whatever. Uh, I think I thought she was up in Scotland, but I think she's actually from Newcastle. Um, had done the artwork, and I said, That's kind of she draws like skeletons and shit. It's fucking cool, but it's exactly the kind of gungy style like that we like, anyway. So I, I got her, um, got her details off, and it turns out she's, um, She's not a professional artist, I think. I think she's trained to be a tattoo person or something. But um, okay, uh, so I'll pass your details on board. So you can add to G collection. But um, yeah, yeah, get collector. Yeah. <laughs> Dave um, now. Dave, Dave's a tattoo collector. Oh, are you? Okay. I don't know if she's got. Well, I, don't know what, I don't know if she's got any well, free codes. Are you though? Are you collector? Shit. You got mate. Spot, spot. Got need. She is shiny. You can get rid of her. Um, <laughs> shiny. Slam it. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway I, I i reached out to her and um because it's kind of weird when you be we, we're lucky that we've got friends who are really good artists who are involved in this sort of thing and get it but when it's someone who's you, you try to pitch it to someone going oh, i really hope this doesn't how do i make this sound cool but it's not you know what i mean i'm asking yeah. to draw a fucking book about you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, I just pitched it to her and I had a quick look at her artwork. I was like, right, this is how I'll sell it. And you know, she hit me back straight and she was like, um, well, she didn't be that straight away. So I put oh, she wait. <laughs> I didn't hear back from her for two weeks. Um, <laughs> when she did, she was like, sorry, I'm finishing a painting at the moment for another client or whatever, but I'm definitely interested. Can you send me a brief? And I was like, okay. Sent her the brief. As soon as I sent the brief, I got like five or I needed three illustrations off of her to do this front cover and two internal things. But what I gave her was five options. I said, but you pick as I'm not one of these people that's I hate telling artists what to do. You're an artist. You don't need me. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the idea. You go with whatever you like. I don't care how it looks. I like your style. There's a few elements I'd like in it, but the rest of it is entirely up to you, like a composition, how you want these things to look. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a, a tyrant about this stuff at all. When I sent her the brief, I fully expected her not to get back to me again for some weeks, but literally literally four minutes later on, it was quite late at night, so I got an email back and she goes, yes, this is fucking awesome. And she's like, she's already sent me sketches and some other ideas she had that just fit perfectly. Like she just, she got it. You know what I mean? When I, when I pitched it to her, she was just like, yes, I'm, I'm 100% into this. Here's what's happening. And she's already sent me like a couple of like preliminary sketches. She picked three of the ideas that she was into. She liked all of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of nice. I just said, you know, you do your thing and just send me updates when you can. I'm not even that asked if you don't. Just I'm quite happy to finish product, turn up, and I'll give you some money. So uh, there you have it. That's that's that pretty much. And so once that comes in, I guess we just have to put it together, and you know, we can 
we've got another thing out, haven't we? So that's that's exciting. Cool, man. There's a very good chance, I think. Um, so I think Simon Earl is actually doing a T-shirt for us at the moment. Or All right. So I think there's a very good chance I will probably just use the money from that to get someone to for my... Just I think it's going to be too long for me to actually do. Well, I already thought that, Dave, because um, <laughs> I thought it might be a bit, no offence, beyond your, your means or whatever, because there's quite a lot oh, yeah. of stuff. Um, so Pete's going to do it. Oh, Falcus. Falcus, I hit him up the other day, and he was just like, yeah, cool, man. I mean, he has experience in publishing, and he knows how to do that shit. Do you know what I mean? So I thought... Yeah, like Dave, yeah. Well, no, Dave did a, Dave did a fucking great job. I've got absolutely no problem yeah, doing it. It's fucking Dave's awesome. Dave's got experience in publishing. He publishes his own module. That's exactly yeah. right. But <laughs> which, which, which I actually reread recently, and uh, <laughs> I, would say, I would say approximately ten percent of it makes sense. Hey. <laughs> it, it is drugs, Dave. <laughs> There's definitely drugs in that game. What I was going to say to you was when it, get, when it gets when it gets to the end and you're like, what's what, what the fuck's Why, going on here? Not these sentences. It's like someone's got like I've written sentences I've, and I've spliced them in half and just stuck them together. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Like the the, the, the words don't make sense. It's it, yeah, the two are. It's it's fucking it's embarrassing. So. Well, what we should do? What we should do is this because I think it's fucking cool and a lot of other people think it's cool too. I was going to suggest to you because someone else emailed me the other day asking about this. And they, I was thinking, we, I think we might even talked about it, Dave. We should do a 2.0 version of In the Name of Suffering, like mm. make it available as a PDF, you know, like, um, because yeah. I think it's yeah. cool and we should do it. And, it's, and I think it's a shame it's not still available because people are interested. Plus, it's part yeah. of, the, of the little world we've built. Law, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Don't knock yourself, Dave. You know, we've written a, the other thing we haven't really talked about is that that game we wrote for Black Dolly Murders come out. That's all. Um, yeah. That's, that. yeah. That, you know, that's setting the same thing. You know, so don't fucking knock yourself. You, 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 you played a game that's been printed up to a thousand copies and is now it's currently the best selling metal record in the world. So yeah. that's fucking you, mental, boy. It's well fucking. Done. It is fucking crazy. I mean, not that we had anything to do with the the writing of the album, but at the same time, what's it called? The vermin. The verminous depths of Drusted. The game is called the depths. The depths of Drasted. Um, and the, oh, is that what it is? Drasted. Depths of Drasted. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's you know. Record is called something else, which I can't remember. Verminous. 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 Oh, sorry about yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, and I mean, this is crazy to me in that like that fucking game. A, I've, we, it's a it's a thing that's in the world. It comes in a beautiful box with wraparound artwork and dice and a DM screen and the, the, you know, the, the, the fucking weird shit that me and Dave dreamt up <laughs> is now a product in the world. I mean, admittedly we haven't got yeah. one, but <laughs> you know. we, we, we turned up yesterday. Both of them. You are sorry. Wait, we, we turned up yesterday, mate. So oh, we did it. Yeah. 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 We've both, we got a copy each. With, uh, have you, have you already had a look at it yet? Uh, I'm, I'm going to do Yeah. Yeah. I had a quick scan. I'm going to do a full unboxing video on Saturday and put it on. Yes. Videos Dude, there, so. Amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Like, you know, I, we, I had to go onto um, YouTube and have a look, and I, all these like, random people in America have got it. And I watched, I watched a playthrough video of it. Now, no one – we didn't playtest it, really. I playtested it with <laughs> my missus and my friend's kids you know, who, are, who are fucking 12 and 13, respectively, and have never played this stuff before. But they had a great old time. There was a few things in it that actually – you know, as I was DMing, I was like, oh, that's what we need to change. And I, I did that in the game, like, you know, like a little draft change. But um, 
you know, to say that was something that Dave essentially dreamt up and then I embellished. I think it's fucking insane that it's out there in the world. Scott Ian is fucking talking about it and God knows why. I was just bonkers, man. It's mad, isn't it? It's, I think the last time we did a podcast, I, I think couldn't speak completely about it. Oh, no. wrong. We, I, I think we discussed it on the pod, really. I don't know. I think I think it had been announced, and we might have said something about it. But that was we. Our part of it had been we'd we'd sent off the files or whatever, and that was that. But yeah. now, you know, in the time between, it's out there in the world. Like just the, the fact that there was an unboxing video of someone's. I watched some weird metalhead in America. Yeah, so, yeah opening up a box of stuff. There was a, there's, there's three or four of these videos on the internet, and like the, the people are just buzzing off the packaging, which I guess is it's nothing to do with us. But I tell you what's funny, what I took was quite strange, was when I was watching these people read words that we that we had written. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that was really odd. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the descriptions for the tomb horn and all this other mad shit that we were pissing around here in my front in my kitchen making up. And then yeah. there was a there's a video, where, and I didn't watch all of it. But someone had uploaded all the information. It's a shame that this, is, this has sort of happened during a worldwide lockdown. But some industrious soul had taken all the maps and bits and pieces, scanned them into Roll20, and run like an online campaign with his friends, wow. and, done, and then done a YouTube video of them. Which, who, no one ever wants to watch that, but I did. And you know, I, watched, I certainly watched parts of it. I, what I did was I, I watched them start off and listen to this person read the shit that we'd written. Then I sort of moved the, you know, the uh, counter along to like bits on the screen where I knew stuff popped off, you know, like with the cultists, Dave, and um, shit like that. And I was just watching to see how they dealt with stuff. It was it was really cool, you know, because <laughs> like, you just like it's just crazy to think that you, you come up with something and then it goes out in the world and other people just riff on it completely and stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's fucking weird. It is, Matt. I've, I, I'll be honest. And again, this and it's not me trying to fish for compliments or anything. I have stayed. I have stayed away from a lot of that stuff because I just, I just worry about any negative. Yeah, me too. Any criticism because I'm such a soft fucker that you know what I mean. So I've just, I've kind of stayed away. There's been a lot of posts on Instagram and stuff about it, and they've always Never. been, really yeah, always been really positive. And so I, I always, I've just. I stayed away from any actual like i only went looking because i i hadn't i kind of you know i was like i wonder what's happening with that thing now and then when i looked so like, holy fuck it's do you know what i mean it's, it's come out so and there's a part of me that was is not looking for i don't i don't need to you know whatever you know feel good about it because the thing we did and that's cool it was fun just doing it um but i, I like to i was curious to see how it played do, do you know what i'm saying like because I, I fully understand like when we, when we set out on that endeavor we were of the opinion that it was just going to get end up on a metalhead's shelf with all these yeah, other yeah. metal collectibles and it's fucking i don't know slayer zippo lighter or whatever but um <laughs> um <laughs> but it's, you know some people have actually played it and they seem to dig it do you know what i mean it's it's fucking good. the best thing i heard was when, right got to, got to the end sorry spoiler alert for people who might be playing the game um got to the end and at the very end they, they defeated the uh the, the the prince of swarms the rat king and um i wrote like a bit of dialogue at the end where it said because the ending was shit weren't it dave do you remember yeah. we didn't we didn't have any ending, did we so yeah. i had to write something on the end and um he, he the dm wrote read out the dialogue where it basically presented options if there's a sequel will you flee drastead or will you 
you know, fight your way out or will you yeah, yeah. Um, become the new Rat King yourself? And this, this girl piped up and said, I ain't becoming no Rat King, bitch. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it, just, it just really made me laugh when she was just not entertaining this. She was like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's a small thing, but it just kind of made me laugh that she had this really kind of like Amazing. visceral response to it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Good. I think it's fun. I'm, I'm really delighted that it came out well and I'm, Thanks for including me in it, Dave. It was uh, it was real rewarding. Even though oh, it was, it's fun. I'm looking forward to you seeing the actual thing because it is like an actual proper product. It's it's pretty insane. Um, yeah, it's like an actual thing you would buy in a proper shop. So yeah, that's it's wild. Kind of, it's kind of strange. And like when we made it, we we were definitely well, we were under the impression that it, it, we thought it was going to be like a 200, 250 copy thing. I think, yeah, absolutely. You know. I didn't even know they were a big band. That's the thing. I feel bad for that band because I was just like, I didn't know they were a big deal at all. Was it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know they... Uh, but we're not like metal, metal heads, are we? We're like, to a degree, but not to that point. We're, so, we're yeah. But I'll tell you what, like, I read a fucking interview with um, the, the singer. Like, you know, because I've been having a little... I thought I'd better explore these a bit. Uh, yeah. And I read, I read an interview with him the other day that based upon a lot of the kind of... Um, stuff they've been getting off the back of this album because it seems to be a really it's getting very well received that record um and he was he's talking about how he used to be he used to be straight edge and playing all these hardcore bands i was like, what the fuck yeah yeah he was going on about one of these you know like gorilla biscuits and unbroken and you know they he goes in that verminous record there's a line from an indecision song that he goes yeah i just wanted to use it oh. we're, we're pumped <laughs> That's cool, man. Right? So it, it kind of worked. It all sort of dovetails a little bit. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. All ties in, mate. Yeah. So um, yeah, and just uh, just I'll just I haven't really mentioned it on the Instagram or anything like that, um, and I won't go into it too much because it's kind of a boring subject. But um, we're not going to be Dungeon Punks, and no longer going to be putting out uh, Care Mundus. Um, see what happened was it was i was under the impression that i could format it into a into an actual a product um i think i underestimated just how kind of big what um i i moved cities and started new jobs and it got to the point where i'd like done probably like a third of it and i just basically <laughs> what i did was i stopped it's not even gonna and, then, and then just ignored henry completely <laughs> Not, no, he never chased. Henry was very patient. He, I don't think he ever really chased me once to find out what was going on. He just kind of left me to it. Um, but I was doing nothing. Um, playing Call of Duty, you thought you were sounds playing Call of Duty, exactly. Um, so we've, I don't, Henry hasn't really announced anything on the Gamma Valley Instagram. So I'm, I'm not going to divulge the details of who's putting it out or anything like that. But needless to say, it's someone also kind of very close to dungeon punks and i couldn't be happy that they're the ones going to put it out instead and it's all all very amicable and i'm just happy that henry's amazing things actually going to be put out um by someone who's much more qualified than than i to do it um and we we still contributed to it you know we we helped get the money together from shirt sales to do the cover art and stuff like that so you know like i feel that we've, we've at least kind of you know recompensed in some way um, you know, and and help make it a, a cool product. So, um, yeah, Ernest, Dave. Oh, you know, <laughs> Ernest guy. That's why the, some people some people do call me Ernest. <laughs> do they really? 
Ernest Hager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernest Hager. Ernest Hager. Fucking hell. All right, Henry. I mean, all I say is, Henry, just fuck off. Take your stuff elsewhere. All right, this is Dungeon Pumps to talk about. Dave's a nice guy, and he's said all that lovely stuff about you. I don't. Basically, I don't want you overshadowing my work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one of us has got to go, and it ain't me, is it? Let's be honest. So on your bike, mate. Yeah, this is all. This is all. There's, there's been a huge power struggle within um, Dungeon Pumps. <laughs> I'm not having him coming here. <laughs> coming over here. Coming over here with his care Mundus. Oh, look at my really well-researched um, Celtic book. Get the fuck out, Henry, all right? Take your bits and do one. I'm done. All right, thank you. Yeah, I've got my own RPG, which is 35% Slayer lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I think you underestimate him as Slayer lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slayer. Well, do you think it's a fucking amateur hour? I've got loads of, like, no one's heard of <laughs> my ideas off of. Come on. Um, so yeah, check out uh, check out Gamma Valley on uh, Instagram. So yeah, we got some we got some cool stuff. Should have I think I want to try and do something cool with the t-shirts that Simon L's doing. Maybe do a little light adventures pack or something with them. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, a bit more than just t-shirts. So why don't we have it? Why can't, why don't we tie it all in so we have to like you know you're talking about doing the adventures pack. Why don't we just do one that's got his shirt the get the new module in a like a tote bag or some shit? You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do some dice or some dice a bit yeah. one. We so need to do that. Can we not do it in a technical rucksack? Oh, for fucking... Oh, yeah, tell back. For a 400-pound adventure. Yeah. Pack. <laughs> <laughs> it so, makes one on a jacket mountainside. We could probably print the T-shirts on, like, um, of Supreme T-shirts we got off Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get Sam to just give me more things. Yeah. Can yeah. we make a Dungeon Bones of Brick? Fantastic, That's all I want. Yeah. Dungeon Punk's X Brick Collabo. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. You know, Sam Sam does actually listen to his podcast. I listen I to this. Well, yeah. Sam. <laughs> he must be he must be must be bored. He must be offended as well, I would have thought. <laughs> we just blast him for like giving his clothes away to you. He's a generous guy. He gives me all sorts. He says I'm I, poor. Is that what it is? I'm poorer than you, man. Give me yeah, something. I'm in a band with him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, which, which basically means your relationship's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, we'll, we'll get a lot better when we're in a band with We all get along much better now. We're best of friends. But when we're right now, we fucking hate each other. <laughs> I mean, that's why I t- this is the thing. This is what I often say to the guys in right now. I don't ever say it to them because I, I don't talk to them. But um, if I did, I would tell them the reason I don't show up or contribute anything. <laughs> it's because I, preser- I, I value our friendship. You know? <laughs> I'm preserving what we've got. Um, so it's probably best you never see or hear from me and we'll get on just... <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. I've actually written some, some lyrics, believe it or not, in this... Because um, I had no excuse. I just didn't want to confront, be confronted by coach at any point in the next two months where he says, got them lyrics. I've got no excuse, have I? I'm sorry, I haven't had the time. I'm not at time. Well, you have because the world shut for the last six weeks. So, <laughs> what could you possibly be doing? I can imagine. I can. I can imagine Mike open up an email from you expecting what in our lyrics, and then basically what it is, it's you just passed the <laughs> contents of your um, weapons tables south of heaven, <laughs> turned it into lyrics. Yeah, maybe like, Nate, this is this is great, but I've noticed that the chorus is mostly just says plus seven slashing damage. <laughs> 
plus three bludgeoning damage. I just don't really get it. Like, look, I'm taking, I'm taking things in a brave new direction. If you can't get on board, if you, if you can't get your no fucking mind about where I'm taking this, <laughs> coach, if that's your real name, then <laughs> alleged coach Clifford. Um, nah, I have written some stuff. It's cool, but I think, to be honest with you, having written, spent a lot of time fighting around this game, it's just, it, it sort of gets my brain ticking again. And I, yeah, yeah totally. Do you it's know what I mean? Sometimes you just you need sort of words and things like that just to stimulate you a little bit. So it's it's been quite easy. I've, I've done that. And I've I've got like um. I have to, did I tell you I've got a short story coming out in a book? No, well, I've, I've been working on that. I've got a short story coming out in a uh, like a, an, an anthology book. So that's pretty cool. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 it sort of only happened the other day, so it's uh, it's not nothing that exciting, but it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, it's not readers' wives, is it? <laughs> oh, that's Russell. No, I've contributed oh, no. to the uh, the Viz letters page. That's I mean it's short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so that's probably like... you what with his uh, his pen name, one of them non believable names called Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Bean. I get that all the time at work. Like I went into the um, I went into a sandwich shop. There's a little sandwich shop across the road from work, and I, I go in there and. Someone had basically a colleague of mine had had won had a little win on the lottery, so she did a nice thing and she just bought us all a lunch. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't. She's one because I went in first thing in the morning. I walked in and uh, the lady goes, "Are you a? Uh, are you Mr. Bean?" I went, "Well, I'm Nathan. Mr. Bean's oh. my dad." But yeah, sure. You know why not? And apparently that was the funniest fucking thing in the world to these people. Where's your teddy bear? <laughs> I just wanted to reach across and punch him. Fucking tits! It was so annoying. But, uh, Mr. Dean. Yeah, no, Dean. exactly. Foreman, <laughs> Mark, you bring this up. Now you understand why that happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Because of shit like this. Fair. This is my dread. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to be a, a writer. Take me fucking seriously. South anyway. of heaven by Mr. Bean. Fuck yeah, my, yeah. All right, whatever. Move on. Talk about All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're pretty much done. I think. I think we've. Much I think we fucking smashed it, mate. It, give, it just goes to show that we don't need those other two tossers at all, do we? Oh, they're just a fucking waste of time, them two. Absolute waste yeah. of time. Nice podcast, lads. Oh, let's talk about Warhammer and games and actually doing oh. stuff. The fuck out. Come down. Get out. Boring. Talk about painting. Exactly. <laughs> um, but say that. Um, they've I've had a lot of messages about that episode saying how good it is. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> lies. I've, I obviously haven't put him on the group because I, you know, don't want to take Connor apart that. But don't tell him that because it will just no. Connor's like insufferable at the best of times lately since Beauty's kicked in. He's turning the right little shit. Um, yes. so yeah, don't don't blow him. I tell you what, I was going to tell you, actually. Just I just remembered something else. Comic relief is coming up now. That's not something I care about in the fucking slightest. But I did see this today. One of the segments on the show is they're running a Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, fuck's table. sake. With Sue Perkins and Nish Kumar. Oh, God. Yeah, Nish I know. Oh, fucking hell. And, and, and two other no marks. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be an absolute shock, load of shit. But I just, it just amused me when I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? Fucking hell. Yeah. So we've got to go and we've got to be into something else now. Having said that, you do like um, that cake program that you like that Sue Perkins does. Oh, yeah. It's kind of your fault, then, isn't it? It's Bake Off. It's my fault. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you. I'm sure you added her on fucking Instagram or whatever. And now she's seen our ideas. And now um, this is something. Comment, so I blame you. Yeah, fair comment. 
Yeah. Um, right, I think we're done, boys. Should we have some... Um, anyone, anyone you want to shout out? Uh, let me... Um, all right, let me think of a shout out list. Let's say... Um, Shout out, uh, Colin. I think, I think you need to build a few bridges, don't you, David? Yeah, yeah. shout out, Dan Sant. Shout out, Full RPG. Shout out, yeah, what else we got? Shout out, Simon Earl. Shout out, Sam Lazell. Yeah. Shout out, Rotten Earl. Um, <laughs> shout out, Steve Palestine. Um, shout out, Steve Byrne. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob Moran. Who else we got? Uh, yeah, shout out, Rob Moran. What's that guy? Um, okay, oh, yeah. no, Robin Rand's yeah. fucking cool. When he sent that thing over, when he did that little voiceover for my game, I, I buzzed off that so hard. Hey, I, like, I loved it. I was like, Robin Moran from Unbroken just done a no. little voice message <laughs> in my D&D. This is bonkers. Yeah, yeah. I, I did mean, I like that. Robin Moran, you're fucking cool, mate. Absolutely old El Paso. He what's at me in the middle of that. <laughs> oh, no. Old El Paso. What's <laughs> it? I know, we're not doing, I know we're not doing uh, questions because we do that for a separate pod, but this was going to be my answer for um, Steve's question, who's the best vampire? Well, obviously, it's Rob Moran. Rob Moran? <laughs> that was going to be my, uh, my response. Um, yeah, I haven't got any shout-outs at all other than a um, uh, shout-out to uh, my Hermes for fucking up every order of uh, complete rubbish that I've purchased. Over the course of the last two weeks, thank you for that. I, there's nothing I like more than opening up paper. Oh, nice. You fucking idiot! Um, yeah, literally the worst, aren't they? My Hermes, mate. My Hermes. It's I can't believe it. It's absolutely fucking shocking. Um, what else? I haven't really got much else to be. Honest. Shout out to all the people who work in Morrison's who haven't got any facial protection or any of that stuff and have to deal with the fucking morons of Morley. Still asking them stupid yeah. questions, even though they're doing yeah. a job that's clearly fucking. You know, really upset. I know everyone gets a round of applause for the NHS or what have NHS you. NHS and all, yeah, but people yeah, are working jobs, man. Fucking hell. Yeah, you fucking turn up and you crack on with it. And uh, I was yeah. having this conversation today as a as a brave frontline NHS worker myself. You I'm, are brave, Dave, and so am I brave also. We're bloody, bloody I, brave. We're bloody um, brave as out, you and me. Fuck Bordy. I know he's working, but he sits, he sits in his fucking port cafe, port pies. Yeah. How much English mustard do you put on that pork pie the other day? The worst, uh, as much as I can fit on it. Jesus Christ. The worst that, thing that's happened to you me like you were, you look like you were, was... You looked like you were trying to commit suicide. Spying <laughs> non-Coleman's mustard. Okay, that was horrible. What was it? Just, just Was it regular English mustard? Uh, yeah, like Morrison's own brand, regular English mustard. No, except no substitute, Mark. Come on. Sorry to, I'm sorry to say, but it doesn't cut the mustard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it really doesn't. Nice. Too much, too much mustard gets up your nose. Nonsense. Nonsense. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love mustard. Coleman's mustard is the fucking condiment of choice. I've got no respect for a man. A man, nor woman, or even child, who can't handle the finest yellow smear this land can offer. And I'll tell you something yeah, else. Fuck, I'll tell you something else. Fucking nothing as well. Um, the reason I like Cummins mustard so much is when I was a youngster, um, I sucked my thumb, and I still do from time to time. I'm not afraid to say that. I used to suck my thumb as a young fella, and my mum, my mum, uh, the Baba Yaga, um, often <laughs> uh, would tell me that I'd get uh, tusks or buck teeth or something like that. So she would. You know, trying to stop me from getting bad teeth. So she she basically ended up putting loads of hot things on my hands. 
Um, I'm surprised she didn't actually put shit on there because I think that's where she was going. But she did definitely smeared Coleman's mustard across my um, three-month-old thumb. And um, I, uh, I just jammed it in my mouth and turned out, ha-ha, fuck you, I really like Coleman's mustard in your face. That's how you got into the spice life, isn't it? That's how I got into the spice life. Mark, some people adopt the spice life, but I was born into it. Yeah. I was one <laughs> with the spice. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> Like like Bane, but of spice, uh, yeah, not spice shit Lord. <laughs> Spicy Bane. Spicy Bane. Um, interesting. Bane. Bane is actually um, an anagram of Bean. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's all I've got for you. Thank you so much. Um, let's move on. Talk about something else. But wait for these people to go. Yeah, I'm done with them. <laughs> Off your fuck. Bing. So what happens now? Do you turn it off or what? Tell Craig to knock it off. Shout out to Craig. <laughs>